You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Cousins back to pass. He's got Jefferson wide open. Touchdown Vikings. He's JJ. We have a Justin Jefferson shirt that says Air Jettas across the chest. You're going to want to buy that shirt. It's awesome. It's fucking Justin Jefferson. He went off in the game against the Packers. He's going to keep going off. So look, go to 10ktakesmn.com. Go to our shop tab or go to 10ktakesmn.com slash shop. You'll see the Justin Jefferson Air Jettas themed edition Justin Jefferson shirt. It's really cool. And you should get it because it's very exclusive. You're not going to find that design anywhere else so represent not only the vikings but justin jefferson who's going to be the best damn wide receiver in the history of the nfl so go to 10ktakesmn.com slash shop buy the air jettas justin jefferson shirt today on today's episode of it's a bit we're joined by marty fish former professional tennis player he was the sponsor exempt on the 3m open pga golf tournament this year he's done all sorts of awesome stuff knows all sorts of Really cool people in his career, and we had a blast finally talking to him. We also go over our bits of the week as usual and end the show with a segment we haven't done in a while, the 20 questions. Wags is a little game we play that usually gets a little heated and controversial, but all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man Wags and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name's Bossman, joined by Wags, journalist Jake, producer Cam. And uh, football is fully back. You guys got to go to the Viking game this Sunday, thanks to the Vikings. Yes, and, uh, and Miller Lite. Yeah, and Miller Lite. Hashtag, Hashtag it's Miller, Miller time. time. There yep. we go. Now we just need to get stu- uh, beer for the studio. Yeah. I'm sitting over here sober, which is the only issue about the whole thing, but uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good experience you guys had. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, the first thing we did right when we got there is we went to a thing called Viking's Table, which is like a food truck right on the main plaza. And that, I mean, we didn't try everything on the menu, but we have to eventually try everything. But we tried a couple of items, reviewed it, and it was amazing. The nachos were like in a cone. And they were kettle chips, not tortilla chips. And they were fucking amazing. It was like one of the best nachos I've ever had. We're yeah. big nacho guys here. But yeah, the awesome nachos. thing about Vikings Table, too, is that they, uh, Monday through Friday, they're actually helping out the Twin Cities community. Yeah. So they do that Monday through Friday. And then on Sundays, or I guess Vikings game day, they sell amazing food to Vikings fans. And it is absolutely delicious. Yeah, I had the, uh, it was like a na- shredded Nashville shredded chicken sandwich. And it was so good. Were you guys just destroying nachos at 1030? In the morning? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> that was our breakfast. <laughs> oh, it was literally our breakfast. And well, we, you know, we saw like we had like we had to, we what our uh, holy <laughs> shit, man, figured out. My wow. brain is fucked still. Um, But no, I part of our like we wanted to get over to the Vikings table. We didn't know if we would have had time to do it later or before game time. So we're like, 
We're gonna have to man up and just get some good nachos for breakfast. But I'm I'm happy. That was a fucking great meal to start off the day. And of course, we were playing the Green Bay Packers. We also yeah. had to try out their cheese curds. And uh, honestly, Ugh. they're better than most of the restaurants actually like around here in the yeah. Twin Cities. They were absolutely delicious. A little spendy, but I think it's worth it for the quality. They were damn good. Damn good. Like they were amazing. And uh, but yeah, I think we reviewed the the sandwich. I reviewed it at eight point six. I think the nachos were like an eight five. Um, you know, you got to be a very, you know, that scale to get to above a nine and a ten. That's, you know, that's that takes a lot. But we were talking about good. this when we were reviewing them. But we love like the arbitrary rating bits where you don't yeah. really have a reasoning on why you're yeah. rating something, something, but you just give it. Well, the that's rating like anyways. that's like Dave Portnoy with the pizza, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's just yes. kind of like he tries to give reason, but it's like ah, there's something else here putting into that rating mm-hmm. it's more of a Six gut three. feeling than, yeah. than anything else yeah. yeah and then you guys got to go to the the concert right yeah game concert that looked pretty sweet yeah, Haley witters and mitchell tenpenny um i think i've heard of mitchell tenpenny before but uh no it was badass we got in the vip area and uh we got drink tickets uh at 11 in the morning so that was that was fucking <laughs> great too we were pretty sauce, yeah. Before before we even started walking over to like uh, U.S. Bank, we were pretty sauce. I saw a journalist Jake attempted to start a mosh pit at a country concert. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to, and then I tried to maybe start a. I wanted to start a circle pit, but that wasn't going to happen either. A circle but, jerk. A circle. No, jerk. country oh, country yeah. music fans more or less just drink till they fall over rather than running around in circles and trying to injure each other. It's a lot throwing more fun your arms that way. Yeah. Well. It depends. You go in a mosh pit and you tell me. No, nope. oh, that's if you have a lot of pent up issues, a mosh pit would be good. But if yeah. you're just a normal person who likes drinking, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, then you're probably. <laughs> but if you like, if you like drinking and running around and swinging your arms, in a well, you forgot hard. Smash. You forgot hard drugs. If and hard ta- drugs. If you're yeah. talking about mosh pits. <laughs> but I mean, I I never done hard drugs in a mosh pit, but I would think it'd be electric. Your brain is hard drugs, though. Oh, so. my my brain is, is hard drugs. <laughs> just makes sense. I don't need to do hard drugs. I'm already I'm on hard drugs, which is life. You guys also got to go on the field. Yes. I guess oh, at yeah. this point, Sideline? I'm emceeing your day for you. Yeah, we appreciate it, Let's keep man. it going. Yeah, yeah I was following along from home, watching the Colts fucking tie the Texans. We're not going to talk about that, but you guys got oh. to go on the field. Got pretty close to yeah. uh, A- A-Rod himself. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I should have talked like that because he probably would have turned his head. Joe Buck? <laughs> so, so I saw you. your guys' seats were like right by the – or not your seats. Like where you were standing was like right by the tunnel, kind of. Uh, or how close were you actually to players? Not very. I close. mean, we no, we, we were, were right next to him. Oh yeah, yeah, we were right next to the Packers sideline. There was another sideline. Uh, the the uh, there was the other side where the Vikings were uh, were warming up, and we weren't over there, unfortunately. But we still got to see uh, Packers players up close and talk shit and whatnot. So it still, it was just an amazing experience to be on the field, though. That was so cool. Dude, it was. Um, I think Jake just wanted to like. Uh, no, we were just. Uh, we were standing at the sideline. We were right next to the Packers end zone, and all of a sudden, we just hear, "Let's get sexy." <laughs> yeah. There's like four fans up a, a few rows up, just going crazy doing the "Let's Get Sexy" chant. We absolutely loved it. I don't think they were intoxicated. No way. No way. I no mean, way. It's the it's the Lord's Day on the, Sunday. The, they were wearing they were wearing sunglasses inside. The sun wasn't actually that bad because it's an indoor stadium. They were wearing sunglasses and they're yelling, "Let's get sexy!" and I'm all for that. That was a great time, and that's kicked off a "Let's Get Sex Sexy" sideline chant, the first one ever f- from the field. True at US Bank Stadium. I also love that you guys took a photo of uh, Mason Crosby because he just he gets older every time I see a photo no. of him. He looks so fucking old. He looks now. like he's like uh, like fifty five years old. His hair is like white. It's yes. not even like borderline gray anymore. It's like this this is an old man on the field. Dude, he should do it just for a men partnership and just dye that shit black. Yeah, and how much money he'd make? Yeah, and he could he could he did, wouldn't even have to use just for men. He could actually have like professionals do it and pay whatever because exactly. he's a multimillionaire. Yeah, Mason Crosby. I don't get how old is he now? Like forty? Let's see. It He's got to be like he doesn't look as old as he as he is. Yeah, or or other way around. He looks way older than he probably is. 
Okay, let's see. 38 years of age. Oh, Jesus. So he's just older. he's just a gray, an yeah. early grayer. He's That's what happens when guy. you spend most of your time in Wisconsin. You you age fast. Yeah. And if you're a kicker, man. Yeah, Especially right. these days, kickers have like the most stressful jobs of anybody. Mason yeah. Crosby. Look at Blankenship. He just lost his job today. Yeah, Crazy. Rodrigo. That's what happens when you kick two fucking balls in a row out of bounds. <laughs> That's the worst penalty you can get in the and National you focus, Football League. And you focus on building Legos? It, you know what? That might be um, a rule that... that <laughs> I, I understand the rule because it's like if you kick it... If you're actually able to kick it to somebody and they're able to return it and you kicked it out of bounds you took away his chance but why can you punt it out of bounds and that's where they start but on a kickoff it's a 40 yard penalty because oh, i would assume yeah. they would just pin people every time that's they true. would yeah because you uh in a punt you know you have a bunch of people rushing you kick off you get you get you choose when you start that it'd be play. better for the game though Imagine if everyone had to start on the one. It'd be, be a horrible. Be electric cam. <laughs> cam, calm down. They, cam, they, calm down. Did they sign anyone else yet? Not yet. <laughs> I, is, I, say, I say bring back Venetari. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is he, 45? He was, he was bad. They towards the end. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit, good. man. He he was like a it's, it's like a sick dog that went downhill fast. Dude, it's always a bold call to like fire like an important position of your team but not have a backup plan yet. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of odd. You know, we play on Sunday, so. Blair Walsh. I, yeah, I, you know, that did enter my mind, and I was like, no, please. Is no. he a free agent? There's, oh, there's yeah, gotta he be. is. No way he has a job right now. He's selling insurance right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let him sell he's insurance. Gonna, he's going to come out of the printer, <laughs> the printer section at Best Buy and get his call back to Indy. Hey, if he's happy selling printers or selling insurance, then that I'm happy for him. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Oh. Well, oh. we're pumped football's back. Any other thoughts on the, obviously, the Viking-Packer game, the Vikings kicked ass, but. Oh yeah, I just uh, I think the funniest moment of the game that we could just see from up top was uh, the look on all the Vikings fan faces on Aaron Rodgers' first play of the game when he goes to Christian Watson deep and he <laughs> drops it. Yep, everyone was staring at each other with eyes wide open. Like, did that just happen? Like, did they almost just have a seventy-five yard play, their very first play of the game? It was everyone was in shock, but hey, it uh, it got better really quick. Stadium wide sigh of relief. Yep, yeah, the Packer fans they were obviously very disappointed, but the Viking fans like they were all legitimately shocked. Yeah, that's insane. It's I'm, really tough to start a game on that kind of play and bounce back from it oh yeah I, that was seven, that it. was seven points i i saw him like when i saw him throw it deep right away, i'm like oh here we fucking go mm-hmm. and then i saw him wide open i'm like what the fuck and Just, he dropped it he, and i uh, literally like screamed dude he burned patrick peterson yeah. Yeah, he burned him yeah he got through but in the end we won and i'm happy it's a good yeah, time. Zedaria Smith just clobbered. Fantastic. Clobbered oh, Aaron Rodgers. He was electric. They kept putting him up on the scoreboard, and people were going crazy, and he was, like, dancing and having a great yep. time. He loves it here so Revenge far. Revenge game. Revenge game, and he Revenge killed game. it. Also, just shout out to the Vikings for giving you guys an entire game day experience yeah. from 10.30 a.m. nachos to a full game of football. That's what the kickoff it's all, concert, that's what it's the field passes. The beer passes were nice. Beer passes. Vikings fans, it's Miller time. <laughs> it's Miller also, time. if you're looking for a, a prop bet, there's another revenge game next week for the Vikings. We're going to get a punt return for a touchdown. Jalen Rager's going yeah. back to Philly. I also, I also have seen that, so the Bears play the Packers next week in Lambeau, and there's chance of rain, so the Bears might play two games in a row. Oh, and shit. Uh, Dude, yeah. that, that, definitely, that favors them, though, for sure. Can, yeah, now they, have, now they have a rain game under their belt. Exactly. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? It looked say, like Lake Michigan was on fucking do, Soldier Field. <laughs> what's their, what's their, don't they have good water management? I, at their I, don't, uh, I, I, I would assume not, maybe, after I've, Sunday. Not that after that, no. Dude, they were sque- squeegeeing it out every, like, five minutes, yeah. and it was still was just, like you guys were did, saying, soaked. Did you guys see that famous picture where someone I don't someone on the 49ers' face was in the ground, and the Bears player had his, had his hand on the guy's helmet, and people were like, 
Was he trying to drown him? Is he waterboarding him? in a puddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? I've been to that stadium before, and it doesn't seem like a place that has like a good irrigation system. I mean, yeah. Soldier Field was yeah. built yeah. forever ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, that whole field was a shit show. Did you see the sideline? Like they posted a picture on Twitter, and whoever was doing it was fucking hammered. Oh yeah, it was just so crooked. Yeah, it was one of the most amateurish like uh, paintings, I guess, of a field I've ever it looked, seen. It, it looked like the lines at our beer league softball game. You know, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but what, do you think as soon as they put it down, it was just running immediately, and that's why it was doing that? Yeah. Spin zone. Chicago has had that field flooded for days, and they were practicing on it. And then, Some, they, yeah. and then they brought in San Francisco, and they had no idea what they were doing. Chicago's like been there, done that. We've yeah. been practicing on this flooded piece of shit. For we're the not going to drain the water. Hey, with that roster, they need to do whatever they can. I know. To get Ws, I so. Also, I want to point out the fact that I tweeted this on Sunday. The AFC South currently does not have any winning teams, and uh, two of them played each other. That's so there were zero wins in the AFC South. Two teams played each other. Also, the Colts and Vikings are both tied for the lead in their division, and the Colts haven't won a game yet. Dude, I loved it. Was like, I love uh, football. It was like what 20, 20, the Colts were losing like 20 to 0 or something at one point, and then Jake just texted you. Oh, yeah. A 10K decision test have just nope. announced yep. the Colts yep. have and lost I, this game. And I, uh, I revoked Jake's access to the or his authority to hey, the 10K hey, decision desk. Hey, no, it's, desk. Not, it's, not my, it's not my authority. It's just the 10K decision desk is an entity, and it declared that. Well, no, it you, may have been wrong. They didn't win, at least. Actually, they I didn't mean, win. They were half right. They didn't lose, though. You said they were going to lose. They, Jake, did they lose? I didn't lose? say that. The 10K decision desk says that. I, I, have, I have the text. <laughs> no, that I, I, I'm saying what the 10K decision desk said. I didn't say I'm, I'm I myself. Challenging the play. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm challenging the play. I said I Review myself. I said I, my, I didn't say <laughs> I myself. I bought a challenge flag on Amazon. When were you going to use that? That is fantastic. I had it in my pocket. Like were, you, were, you, were you planning to use that You know what? I'm point? also going to give you a flag oh, God. for excessive horniness. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Excessive Keep horniness. Hey, listen. Okay, well, let's, I'm, I challenge the play. Let's go back to the text. This is a great moment. I, just, I said the By the way, for those, for, those not, <clears throat> for those not watching, I just threw a red flag on the... I, I bought a challenge yeah. flag and a, and a flag. <laughs> the visual aspect was important. What's actually in these flags? It's like a bunch of sand, no. I think. Um, okay, so from from Jake at 2.26 p.m., the 10K decision desk can now say the Colts will lose to the Houston Texans. But that did come it's a from, notification. That came from your phone. Yeah, I texted based on the 10K decision desk. You, it's like you me. represent the 10K decision desk. Right, I texted it to you, but I'm just texting information as if, like, you know, Queen Elizabeth died. Hey, Queen Elizabeth died. That didn't mean I killed her. <laughs> yeah, but you're not Jesus. the one that— That's a stretch. Like, never, this isn't even worth hey, it. Hey, the 10K mind. decision desk. All right. All-knowing entity. Jesus Christ. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I get my timeout back. <laughs> they <laughs> half right because they knew that the Colts reversed. weren't going to win. The Colts, Colts yeah, didn't okay, win. Okay, fine. Then the 10K decision right. desk was fucking wrong. <laughs> hey, it's, don't count out Matty Ice. He's been there too many times. It doesn't have a 100% uh, effective rate on, on its decisions, but it's pretty damn close. It has been pretty close yeah. in the past, but not, yeah. not when it's 20-3 to 3 against a team like the Texans, like anything can happen. So I, I would caution the 10 K decision desk to make, I guess it to make should better have been, choices next time. I guess it should have been a too early to call situation, I should say, but yeah. unfortunately, it, uh, but no, they, they tied. So it was almost right, but not, but was, not a hundred percent. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Compromise. All right, let's move into bit of the week. Um, we'll start with you wags. What do you got? Got the WTF bit. Um, I thought it was like really easy to understand how porta potties work, but <laughs> 
Apparently not. Uh, you know, so when you enter a porta potty, for those who don't know, there's you're supposed to lock it, and what happens is it goes from green to red, and people are aware that someone is in said porta potty. Well, at our golfer tailgate last Saturday, I uh, right before we started our show, I ran to take a quick piss, and I opened it up to just a lady sitting down right on the toilet, and uh, again, she had every opportunity to stop this, <laughs> but I didn't. So I just opened. It, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I just closed it. And I just took a quick piss, and I ran back, started pouring beers for the contest. But uh, we've all been there, man. <laughs> Did she say anything? No, she just like her eyes opened up a little wider. So the issue is, is if it was a guy pissing, like we've all been there where either we've gotten someone walking, yep. walking in on that or we've walked in on another dude, but like his back has turned to you. It's fine. When it's someone sitting on the toilet, you guys have to make eye contact. And now you share that moment for Yes. Can confirm eye contact was made. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That's brutal. That's tough. But again, like it's a, this isn't a new concept. Lock the fucking you door. Know, not you lock the door. The door then locks, and it shows well, a red indicator saying <clears throat> that no one else is allowed to try to get in the porta potty. Exactly. Especially if you're like you're you're sitting down to pee or you're shitting or whatever, you should see that the door is not locked. So you should be reminded constantly that the door. Yeah, is not yeah that's yeah, literally if, what you're looking if, at. If you're I can not, see if you have to piss really quick, and you're like, okay. But, but you're looking at the door. If you're an Iowa Hawkeyes football <laughs> fan and you're male and yeah. you're pee sitting down, then uh, yeah, you want to lock no, the door. No, this is this is specifically for the male. This this tip right here is specifically for the male fans of Iowa. Yep. So, shout out <laughs> and the female fans in Minnesota. Yeah, I suppose. yeah, correct. Well, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. According to the one you at least walked in on. Yes. That's always tough. Cam, what do you got? I got the dude. Where's my phone? Bit. So after. a Super long day of drinking at the Gopher game. We found our way ourselves at Cowboy Jacks in Minneapolis. Uh, who God knows? Like, oh my God! Nobody knows where the fuck Jake went. So yep. me and Jack are just up on the rooftop, and it's fucking packed. We're like, dude, this kind of blows. And we like waited forever to get a drink. And all of a sudden, we grabbed our drink. I'm like, Jack, look, like shit was about to get rowdy. There was these two guys that were like, fu- like arguing, like pretty bad. I was like, uh oh, here we go. And like, you never know what's gonna happen there. One of the guys was like super old guy. Like, super long hair, looked pretty creepy. They're by himself, apparently. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. They, they didn't end up, like, fighting or anything. They just, like, the guy, one guy, like, pushed him away, said, and then the guy just, like, ran away. And then the, the guy comes up to me and Jack. He's like, ha, little does he know we have his phone. Grabs his phone, looks at it, and chucks it in the garbage. Yeah, just God. fucking eats it in the trash. I, I like, forgot about that fuck? until you said, until you yeah. tell the story. It's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, so yeah. The, we thought these two were going to fight. Meanwhile, this is. I fucking hate Cowboy Jacks. Yeah. I think I might I may never go back there. Classic like on the roof waiting twenty minutes for a drink, some douchebag wearing a V neck and a chain is bumping into me. Yeah. Oh my god, surely I haven't seen you since college. It's the same How guy. are you college. doing? He kept fucking running into me and I'm like, I'm not someone to, to start shit, but I might try mm-hmm. to fucking punch this guy. Yeah. He was just very blatantly bumping into me and just douchely talking to this chick next to me. And I was like, why do I come here? That's the tools. same. That, there's that's nothing the same fun. Guy. There's nothing fun about this. Yeah. yeah. That was the same guy that threw the phone away. Yeah. The, the so, strategy, the strategy for the rooftop is you don't get drinks on the rooftop. You just you don't. Get them on or the uh, how about this? You don't go inside Cowboy Jacks. Yeah, but if you do, college people. If you do, you go get a drink on the bottom, and then if you go to the rooftop, then it's a lot easier. Right. There's really no. I, you know what? I do actually like the main level of Jacks. I don't yeah. know why I ever go upstairs. The yeah. main level's perfectly fine. It's yeah. because people want to be outside, but then too many people go out. Right. There. Right. And it just creates tension, and you you get those douchebags up there. I think yeah, the, right. I think the loon is more of my my uh, Minneapolis spot. The Loon that's Cafe. More, that's more of my vibe. Yeah. The first place we went to wasn't horrible. 
Grays. Oh, like Grays was actually pretty different dope. crowd, but yeah. it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they had those little bonfires. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. it was wasn't that packed. Yeah. I do have an honorable mention bit, too. Uh-oh. Uh, I think this fits. Like, I'm sure it's already happened, but the scooter bit. Oh, yeah. Me and oh, yeah. Jack, we, we like left Cowboy Jacks because we had enough. After that whole mm-hmm. thing, we're like, this is a shit show. So we, we were like walking. I think we were going to order an Uber home, and then we like turned the corner. We were just bullshitting, and we see this like sketchy-ass club, and there's like 15 scooters sitting right in front of it. We looked at each other like, Hell yeah! Let's mm-hmm. take them. So we, so we literally scootered around Minneapolis for like two hours. Yeah, we like went to a couple. I think we went to a couple bars. Like we, we were everywhere. We were out till one a.m., but we stopped drinking at probably what ten, eleven. Yeah, until except when we went to the bar. Stopped at stopped at one bar. <laughs> that was one. Yeah. What bars were they? Chugged a drugged a drink. Don't even remember don't the name remember. of it. Remember. We, so we went. We went across the bridge into like the kind of older part of Minneapolis. So you went across the Stone Arch Bridge, like uh, what, the bridge know. with the grain belt sign. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, I think yeah. that's Stone Arch oh, Bridge, yeah. and that's Northeast. I think. Yeah, yeah. So we, we so went we, across that bridge like ten times. <laughs> yeah. So we we went across that bridge. We went under that bridge. Um, I oh, I have the video on my phone of me flying and then stopping on a dime and eating almost eating. Oh shit. yeah, <laughs> should probably post that. I totally forgot about it. But yeah. Dude, there's nothing funner. It's it's a great way to explore a city. Mm-hmm. Like I remember we've done that in St. Paul a hundred times where yeah. you go out on West Seventh Bridge. Back when West Seventh would close early, you'd hop on scooters, drive around, explore, you find yeah. all these new views and areas, and the scooters are fun as hell. Yeah, it was a blast. Also, I know this is long winded, this is the most bits I've ever had. I do have one more honorable mention. I don't know what to call it, but so much shit happened that day, so this is just a perfect way to cap it off. We get, we come back, me and Jack Ubered back. I'm downstairs on the downstairs couch trying to fall asleep. It's like one thirty in the morning. Here comes Jake. He he gets home, and I'm like, dude, it sounds like a bunch of fucking elephants are upstairs. I have no idea what's going on. He comes back down. I'm like, dude, what were you doing up there? He's like, oh, we were playing foosball. Yeah, like at one thirty in the morning, you were playing from Donnie. foosball. I got a text from Donnie. Is Jake playing fucking foosball right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, what are you doing? Gophers won, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm celebrating. It's like 60 to like, Jake, what? you weren't even there for the kickoff, though. Yeah, yeah big fan, bro. Fan. Big fan. Whatever. Second one you've game. missed. Yeah, your phone your phones allegedly didn't work, and it was time oh, to it, go it, and it, walk through. That huh? was actually happening to a lot of people, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. It didn't, didn't work. My dad, doesn't, my dad doesn't download the tickets uh, before the games. So if you're a season ticket holder, the minute you get the text or the email saying that your season tickets are ready to be downloaded... Do it all right then and there. Yep, That's what correct. I did. Yep. The Get day I did it, because this stuff happens when everybody's trying to get their tickets downloaded, and you crash the servers, and then yeah. no one... Luckily, they let you in the game, I guess. Didn't you yeah, say they were they, just saying, fuck they, it? They eventually like, let us in the game. No, because like they, there was like a line of... The line was weirdly slow. you know. And then we're sitting there like, this is not moving. And then we get in, there's like another line of people like talking to like a representative. And eventually, like, okay... Then they just started asking where people were sitting, and they're like, "Yeah." And then eventually, we got to them, like, "What seats are you?" And they're like, "Okay, you can go in." It was yeah. just a mess. Our line wasn't bad. Why do you go to that line? Like, why do you walk all the way around the stadium? Uh that's usually because my dad hasn't sent me my ticket because he doesn't want to send me the ticket, but he should. Well, now I have now I have his information because I tried to log onto the app to on my phone when we were trying to get in. It still wouldn't work on mine. And but there's a Huntington Bank. They have their tent set up on that side of the stadium, and. We know some people in there. My dad particularly knows some people in there, and they, you know, give us free beer and 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 hot dogs and, and very so, good brats. So shout sense. out to them. Um, so it's always on that side, but in reality, I, it's probably better to just enter on the other side where you guys go on. Did you and your father coordinate a plan to download the rest of your season's tickets? I'm this week? I'm I I logged call. in with the credentials. Um, so I'm just gonna literally download into my phone just in case he yep. doesn't. Yep. 
But uh, but yeah, my mother will actually be attending this week. She's taking my ticket, and I'll be taking our buddy Joel's ticket. So I'll be sitting there by you guys. Oh, jeez. It's, it's going to be a rowdy shit. section. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be rowdy. It's a good time. The 10K tailgate or, also this Saturday. Yeah. For the first edition of it. We've kind of fumbled our feet, but we're learning stuff. Starts at noon. Yeah. But Saturday, this, victory This lot. time it's going it to happen. Like, it was know. like a pilot run through last, last week. Didn't quite now, get to live stream it. Now, with two, being it's the 2.30 game, we're going to get there early enough, and we're going to live stream that bitch. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, new and all social platforms. What's up with this Australian just, accent you keep fucking doing? It's great. <laughs> or just show up. I'm gonna to the, touch it. Show up to the victory lot on yeah. Saturday. Just show up to the victory lot and do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, there's I put a map so our our website 10ktakesmn.com. If you go to the events tab, uh, it's been updated to the to show all of our events and whatnot. I do have a map of where the victory lot is in re, in reference to the stadium. So damn, look at you is. go, Jake. Yes. Well done. So now you can see where it is because there's a lot of lots. People hear gold lots, Gaiyama lot, blah, 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 blah. Just go to our damn website and you'll be able to see where the victory lot is and yep. just go there. And make, even sure, our, make sure to click through a bunch of ads so we get money. There we, yep. Please do that. But even our own uh, Minimum content of five. creator, uh, Eli Peterson, 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 oh, however you want to say Peterson. it. Um, uh, he was like he was like walking through the lot and he was like, you guys aren't in the victory lot. I walked through the whole fucking lot and uh, it, took a, it took me like 10 minutes to t- tell him that he wasn't in the fucking victory lot. So uh, please pay attention. Also, to you have to go in the back of the victory lot where the RVs are. So yes. you'll see a bunch of yeah. yellow tape on one side of it will be people in cars, normal tailgate lot. The other half of it is specifically for RVs. And Baldy has an RV and the people he tailgates with. So that's where we get our power from, too. So go to the yeah. RV section of the lot. Eventually, you'll just hear us yeah. start yelling. Follow the voices. Yeah. All right. Journalist Jake, what do you got for a bit? Um, I didn't know how to exactly describe this, but I'm going to say the perfect concession slash bathroom pocket bit. Okay. I'm, <laughs> you talk. You hear about finding the pocket in terms of like alcohol, like you're... You're right in the pocket. You're right. Oh. You're trying to find the right time at a sporting event to go down to the concessions or a bathroom break. And Wags and I, I don't know if it was just maybe because we were a little in- intoxicated, allegedly, but we were going off about how well we planned one of our bathroom and concession breaks at one point. Because usually it doesn't matter. Sometimes you you might not play it well where you go down there. The bathroom has a big-ass line. The concessions have a big-ass line. It's fucking crowded in the concourse, even if it's not the end of a quarter, end of the half, or you do go down at the end of the half for whatever reason. It's a shit show, but I think we decided to go down with two minutes, two minutes and thirty seconds left in the first quarter. Right, like, right after it went fourteen zero. Right, went up fourteen yeah. zero. Like this is a good time to go down and, and get something to eat and get and go to the bathroom, take our take our uh, you know one of our pisses, I should say, of the day. And, forget to uh, lock the door. Yes, forget to lock course. the door. And uh, it was perfect. No lines, nothing in and out. And right when we like were going up to our seats, like the quarter wasn't even done yet. It was like less than a minute left, and a bunch of people were flooding down. The lines were crazy. We're like. Finding that pocket, that perfect pocket to go to the concessions or take a bathroom break where it's not incredibly crowded and you can get everything right away because you may be hungry, thirsty, need to get more drunk. It's the one of the best feelings if you find that pocket. You're right in the pocket mm-hmm. of finding that perfect time. I think the Packers got a first down, then after that yeah. they uh, went like three more plays and out. So we just literally missed you know four or five Packer plays, and then uh, as soon as we sat down, the Vikings literally were starting their drive. So perfect yeah. timing. I think those listening who go to sporting events all know that this is one of the most satisfying feelings where you, yeah. fe- you do feel like a true genius. You're like, yep. I'm the smartest person in this stadium. Another, another thing that's, that pocket. that's great is like some stadiums, it's hard to find what you need. So like where, where we have season tickets at the Gulf football stadium, like we have a men's bathroom mm. right there, yep. so which nice. at some stadiums, there's only like 
two men's bathrooms yeah. per level. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing insane. where we were sitting um, in the upper level, there was a men's bathroom right almost underneath the section. Yeah. There was a, one of those taco concession stands, which had very, we got nachos again. The rusty taco. The rusty oh, taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. We were walking and, by that on the tour. And Yeah, exactly. And we were like, should we get tacos? And we're like, no, let's get nachos, even though we had them like five hours before at 1030 in the morning. Like, we got to go with the, ch- uh, you got steak, I got chicken, and it was great. And then you guys lady in the tramp it yep of course yep, oh for sure you have to <laughs> yeah I'm glad. yep with the beer you gotta do it all right i'll cap us off here before we get to our interview with marty uh marty fish Mar- marty, 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 marty what marty bits <laughs> marty bish i i accidentally mixed it's it's a bit uh, and bit of the week with marty fish Marty's kind of rain he's not gonna be too happy marty bit no, though that's be, his bit he's, he's oh, marty it is. marty fish marty bit He's not an actual fish. That's the yeah, bit. Exactly. All right. Um, so my bit is the wacky jersey bit. Uh, just in the last few months, not even months, sorry, just in the last month itself, we've seen some very interesting jerseys out in public. And uh, this might not include all of them because we may have seen other ones and not quite remembered or gotten a photo. But just the photos we've gotten of jerseys in the last few weeks have in- included the following. So we have the Kaprizov Twins jersey. We have the Blair Walsh jersey. Those two happen within an hour of each other. Uh, we had the guy wearing an Eric Kendricks jersey with a cheese head yep. on Sunday. And what, an hour after that, you guys saw the Aaron Rodgers Packers Viking, Vikings, Vikings jersey, jersey yep. which someone actually reached out and explained that was my husband. The whole thing is he thinks Rodgers is inevitably going to come to the Packers or to the Vikings just like Brett Favre did. So that kind of explained it, but still not a good look in the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the throwback to last year, honorable mention, you remember that guy at the Twins game who had a, a Donaldson jersey, but it didn't say Donaldson on the back. It said Josh Donaldson <laughs> had his first name on it, yeah. too. I, like, what the fuck are people thinking? I saw one today. It was a picture that was taken at the Vikings game. Someone had an Adam Thielen Packers jersey. Yeah. It's like what? So what? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, well, what He's about not going uh, to the Packers? The, no. What Ever. about the college hockey jersey where it was like Michigan, Boston, oh, Minnesota, oh, and then the brutal. back was UND? I think it literally had all four of the Frozen Four teams, and then UND uh, on the back. It, it was that just, didn't make any sense. Yeah. So me. what? What are we doing with jerseys? Let's. This is why the aliens are going to win if they invade us. Yeah, <laughs> just, just pick one jersey. This is why the robots will kill us eventually because no. we're we're doing this shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I also had an honorable mention bit as well. But uh, did you have any? I was going to say Jake and I. Someone took uh, an old Brett Favre jersey and they taped over the last name and then they wrote Cook. Okay. So, smart. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, we yeah, applauded that, that guy. We're like, dude, you are a football guy. You have <laughs> a beard and everything and you, it was awesome. Everyone else spent a whole hundred dollars yeah. on a new jersey and you just bought a roll of duct tape. Yeah. Exactly. Genius. Real men of genius. genius. Uh, honorable yeah, mention, the first ever press conference, 10K press conference has been released. I know it's doing some pretty good numbers on the internet and a lot of people like it, but... Uh, this is basically a bit where we take a press conference from the Vikings game and we dub over our own words and uh, I'll put it I'll put it up to the speaker right now. So this week it was Kirk Cousins talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith's little I don't know if you want to call it a, a, a scuffle, but this is the press conference. Is that a good example of how big of a Whoops. Hey, Kirk, after seeing that little scruffle between Zadarius and Rodgers, is that a good example of how big of a baby back bitch Aaron Rodgers is? I think so. I think it's an example of that. I haven't watched the film of it. So yeah. that's so you can expect at least one of those a week. This is something we always bring back during football season is these the 10K press conferences and uh, some really interesting questions to nail down this season. 
Yeah, that was hilarious. I think uh, one of my favorite things, too, with what Kirk was wearing in that press conference, the, one of my favorite things I saw on Twitter was uh, this. It was like, this guy looks like he just has endless amounts of Kohl's cash. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's yep. just <laughs> fucking dying. Yep. Or, I mean, well, I think we... Uh... We, me and Wags, when we were at the game, you showed me the the you know the tweet or the video from the Viking social pages of Kirk entering the stadium, and I'm like, I gotta see what he's wearing. And sure enough, it was gold. It was <laughs> yeah, perfect. He looked like a fucking accountant going to work. Yeah. He looked like a preacher after service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to Chick Fil A, and he's just gonna dive into those chicken sandwiches and yep. Chick Fil A. That's sauce. why we love Kirk, though, because he's yeah. just unapologetically himself. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he represents all the common people. He doesn't show up there like Russell Wilson with a, probably God. a million dollar suit and then Dude, lose and, to Geno Smith and, and then doing this during warmups. Like, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a logo of the other doing? team. Yeah. Like, I'm a god. Yeah, like douchebag. Yeah, gosh, dude. Like I don't get that's why, Bronco yeah. Nation. Right. Let's ride. Let's ride. Also, the the hug between Kirk and Kevin O'Connell was like basically. You know, it's a new era now, and Kirk is finally happy. It's like they—it's like when you get when they got rid of that boss who's really mean, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, now I can actually love what I do. Yeah, true. Dude, could you imagine? Uh, at the end of the game, Kirk gave KOC a game ball. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Kirk giving Mike Zimmer a game ball? He'd, fuck, he'd fucking keep it. <laughs> no, Mike Zimmer would pop it. He's like, I don't fucking need this. I, I'm the one who gives out game balls. Yeah, right. Right. Go, cla- this is a classic it. example of a fumble. That's what defense is all about. Yeah, it's right. all about defense. Also, I'd like to point out the fact that, uh, like, someone tweeted the, the greatest tweet ever. It was, uh, you finally realize now that Mike Zimmer had the keys to a Ferrari, but he was driving it like a Prius. Mm-hmm. That describes last Damn. season. Like, this is a very, what, the roster's not much different. A couple additions here and there. But Zimmer always had the weapons, but he didn't know how to use them. So, you know, even yeah. I'm not even a Viking fan. I'm excited. Man. Yeah, It's exciting to see. You Should know, be some, a good year. Who, some yeah. of these players who deserve it. Who'd have thought not, uh, not running it up the middle on a second and fourteen would do do something? Or not running a slip screen to Adam Thielen? Yeah, every, every other letting play? Kirk Cousins throw the ball. This guy that still put up weirdly good stats under Mike Zimmer the last few years. So. I mean, it is uh, what the Vikings got the ball back at like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, up by like twenty to seven, and mm-hmm. they fucking they did play action and they fucking threw it down the field the whole drive. Mike Zimmer never would have done that. They attacked the whole nope. game. It was just such a breath, yeah. Dude, breath of fresh air. Remember. Uh, end of the first half, there was 28 seconds left or something, two timeouts, and they were trying to be aggressive. I think KOC, they, they wanted to get three points. With two timeouts left, Mike Zimmer would have fucking downed that football so quick. He would have already been he in the He would do that room. with a minute left. He would have did it with a minute He'd left. He'd make that decision say. at the two-minute warning. I, we were talking <laughs> to fans around us. Around us, We're like, holy shit, there's 28 seconds left with two timeouts, and we're throwing the football. This is really weird right now. I got to say, man, I'm happy for you guys. I think KOC is literally going to – he's going to be a legend in the coaching world, and I think it starts now. I mean, we, we'll, we'll see. This is still Minnesota. It still is. Something could go but wrong. But it, it's already better. But not but saying it's, not, not it saying is. you'll win the Super Bowl right now, but it seems like after one game it's going to be better. Even it, the defense looked better. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Zimmer supposed to be a defense guy? Yeah, defensive the, guy. We weren't playing at the last who second. Who was letting the Lions score 33 yeah, points. Dude. <laughs> dude, the vibes are definitely a lot better around the locker room, it seems. So yep. Kirk, super excited. Kirk was doing had a speech. He did. You was like great. that? He didn't like he, that. I was waiting for him to drop one. It's all right. He's saving that for maybe a, a bigger stage game, yeah. maybe a playoff game. We'll see. Like dropping the f bomb in the pregame yeah. speech, or that he needs to. He better do that before the Super Bowl. Yep. If they make it that far, hey, you see KOC yeah. promised he'd gritty if they made the NFC Championship game. 
Yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, I listened back to the Kirk interview. Kirk promised that he would add a verse to Thick Boy Summer if they win, <laughs> if, if they win the Super Bowl. So we have that. a lot. We have a lot riding on. Oh this. wow! No, go. that just made a lot more Vikings fans want us to win even more. Let's now. go. Yeah, you heard, you'll hear Kirk rap, which yep. should be should be <laughs> quite be a thing. Electric. Oh man, can you imagine? <laughs> we're gonna just pound some milk and. Uh, Eat pizza ranch, eat pizza ranch, and then we're gonna get in the booth and just spit yeah. fire. I can see Kirk. You, you want me to rap? You mean like Lecrae? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Toby oh. Mac. Yeah, that's good stuff. Avocado toast yeah. <laughs> and Chick Fil A. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick commercial break, folks, and we'll be right back with our interview with Marty Fish. The bit. 10K is proud to be sponsored by Better's Edge. Better Edge is a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors such as myself, JJ, Bossman, and Cam, compete in public or private betting competitions, and buy or sell positions such as spread, over-under, money line. They even have player markets, all at current market prices. All you got to do is use the promo code 10K at betteredge.com to get a free $20 when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that is 10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com. Get a free $20 to bet with today. Turn that 20 into 50. Turn that 50 into 100. Turn that 100 to your college tuition. Well, everybody, welcome back to It's a Bit. We're joined by very special guests. We got Marty Fish, former professional tennis player, and he participated in the 2022 3M Open PGA Tour event. You are the, the only person to ever play in both the ATP Tour as well as the PGA Tour. It's nuts. Like I was going to ask, what is the transition like from, from tennis to golf like that? I mean, first of all, it's good to have, good to be on with y'all. Um, I listen all the time. So, um, it's cool to be on. Um, the transition is non-existent. I mean, I don't, I'm not a professional golfer, so (laughs) it is, uh, um, I play sporadically. Um, I, I, to give you an example, um, I played, a couple, you know, obviously a bunch. Once I found out I got a sponsor's exemption because I didn't want to fall on my face, which I did on the first round. Y'all were there. Um, and uh, uh, so I played Tahoe and then I, you know, obviously played 3M and I was so golfed out. I haven't played since. So I haven't actually picked a club up. So I don't play, but like two or three times a year in terms of like, actually playing like a couple days a week otherwise i'll play like once or twice a month um i just don't i don't have the time it's, it takes forever and i don't love like just going out and just playing golf like i need to I would, like if if golf was no shoes shorts and a t-shirt sunny weather country music and good friends and a gambling game i'd play every day yeah but mm-hmm. We know it's not like that. It's pants. It's like I belong to Bel Air Country Club and I love Bel Air Country Club. I love the people there. I've met a lot. I've got a lot of great friends there. They're pants only. It's 103 oh. degrees today in LA. Like it's pants only. And, you know, like country club tight golf is just not that much fun. And you got to, you know, get a good game for like for me, I got to get a good game. I got to do all that, you know. And so I, I just don't play nearly as much. Now I've played my whole life, um, just like tennis, just like baseball. I played my whole life, but I haven't, uh, I haven't sort of kept it up, or I've played very sporadically now. Um, uh, so, so the, the, um, the transition is, um, 
it's, it will happen maybe when I'm 50. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try. I'll definitely try that, that senior tour kind of thing. That, that, oh yeah. Uh, the champions definitely try that. But, but in terms of, you know, that was a really cool experience. I'm super thankful. It was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 3M is, or 3M people were awesome. Um, it's a Minnesota company. Like it was, it was just awesome to like be a part of that one. Um, as opposed to literally any other, like if you would have said, I'll get you in the Memorial or I'll get you in a more popular tournament, let's say I much prefer to play there and play it, play at the three M play in Minnesota, um, over there in Blaine. So, um, super thankful for the opportunity. Um, cause it was, it was a really cool experience. What did you think of TPC Blaine? Do you like the course? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those TPC courses, right? Like pretty big fairways. They, they certainly grew the rough up, man. It was like, you take that club back and if you're not feeling great or you're feeling a little pressure or whatever, which I was on the first day, um, it can be pretty daunting where you're like, please find the fairway, please find the fairway. And you swing and you're like, shit. Um, can I cuss on this? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's encouraged. Okay. So, uh, was, you know, so it's like, all right. Um, I missed the fairway by two yards and I'm in six, six inch deep rough and I'm hacking it out with an ax, you know, right. and, um, that's what made it really tough. The first day, um, the conditions were brutal in terms of how hard the course was playing with that, with that weather and with that wind. And so you get 25 a 25 yard wind into every par five, you know, there's three par fives. Those are kind of the scoring holes, I guess, for, you and um or for those guys and every one of the every all three of the par fives are into the wind you know into a 25 yard wind and so i'm thinking after i don't make one birdie on thursday i'm like shit where are the birdie holes and uh you know how did somebody shoot six under um because i've played with a lot of those guys and a lot of those pros or whatever and like i didn't see six under there i saw like 10 over like what i shot (laughs) Well, what was I can't remember which hole it was that I thought was the scariest. I don't know if it was two or three, where there's two, a, two the long par four that oh. goes that goes around the water, mm-hmm. and it's got a really skinny fairway. I think there's a bunch of houses to the left. There's a massive pond to the right. I know you're a lefty, so is is your miss naturally left, or if you're gonna miss the ball, is it right? I play a cut. I play okay. a fade. So like, yeah, my miss is left, and so that means that I have to start that tee shot like kind of at the right edge of the or left edge of that water right edge of the fairway kind of thing um and that's the second hole of the day for me um and it's a 25 yard win into you and i remember on that hole um because i went back and look what was cool was i like i was able you know you're able to go back just like i do with like friends that play out there and stuff like you go on you look and see how far they hit it or like how you know they made a birdie on that hole and like where did, you know, what did they, what they do, you know, and you see shot by shot and see how far they hit it and stuff. So like, I was actually on there. It was kind of cool. So like, I went on and like, looked at every shot, like how far, like, Ooh, I got that one on number six. Let me see how far I hit that. And um, I went back and looked at it. And first of all, I didn't get to, it was like a 265 yard carry to the fairway. And I was short of that. I hit it 255 (laughs) on my second hole. And I'm like, Holy shit. I've got, I've got 245 into the wind. I just hit a driver off a T 255. Like mm-hmm. what the hell am I going to hit here? And um, I ended up hitting like a driving iron way left just to get it over the water somewhere. 
um, and try and get up and down, which I didn't started the bogey train, um, which is fun to be on. So, um, yeah, I mean, two was brutal. Nine was brutal. Um, 11 was long. There were a lot of just long par fours where like they play, I guess they play number three after number two, the hardest hole in the course. Number three is a par five for the members. They play that as a par four for us. Um, that was a bitch. So like, it's hard. I mean, it, you know, those guys, those guys hit it long, they hit it straight and they don't compound mistakes. And I compound mistakes and they, they don't compound mistakes very much. And, um, that's why they're, you know, obviously significantly better, but, but it was fun to play up close with a couple guys. We had a good group, good fun group of young, young players. And I was trying to stay out of their way as much as I can. Chase Seifert was a cool dude. He was a fan of mine, a big tennis fan. So like, it was fun to, to kind of be in a, a group where I didn't know the guys. I'd never really heard of them. And, and now it's fun to sort of follow along and, and root for them. Was well, it Chase that holed out on Friday in the, on your first hole? Or was it, it was the other player, right? Seth Jones. Seth, or, or uh, Seth, Seth no, that was Seth. Seth. Seth holed out on number 10. Yeah, yeah number from 10. From like, yeah, like 90 yards or mm-hmm. something. He went from nuts. like plus two to even par. Just like you know? that. was insane. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, cool. so you're just like, these guys are, you know, uh, that guy Seth could chip. Oh, my God. I've never seen anybody chip like that guy chip. I mean, he had some shots where he's buried in the rough, and I'm like, this dude's going to make a five, you know, on a par three, he's going to make double, easy double, par, no problem. Like, hit it to four feet, made the putt. Like, these guys are crazy good. Um, And then you can see, too, like, you know, because I have been able to play, again, with, like, a lot of those guys. I've been lucky to play with Rory and Dustin and, 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 you know, some of the big boys that hit hit it a mile. And you can kind of see, okay, I see weapons. Like, in sports – you need you need weapons to excel, right? You need like a big weapon to be really good, whether it's in golf, it's a driver or a putter or, you know, your short game, something like that. Phil Mickelson, like short game, unbelievable, you know, best short game of all time, right? And so he's an all-timer. In tennis, you know, you've got someone like John Isner who's got a massive serve, so he was in the top 20 for 10 years. Andy Roddick, massive serve, massive forehand, number one in the world. You know, but if you don't have those weapons to excel and you only have like really solid at everything, like I can understand why guys would be around a hundred in the world or something like that, because they don't have that one weapon where you like truly excelling. Um, and, uh, and I, I loved playing with those guys, but it seemed like, you know, it seemed like Seth could really like some of the things that they did well, Seth Reeves, like, man, he could hit it a mile when he wanted to, like he had a three wood, uh, like it's 300 yards out on a par five that second day. And he hit this three wood dude. Like I've never even heard this thing fly like that. It was like a missile. And then Chase's like his speed on the greens was insane. I mean, every single putt was 10 inches past the hole, you know, and he gave everything a look. And so like, I could see those guys excelling, um, with weapons and just developing weapons like that. Well, how was it playing with uh, Jay Owen during the three uh, during the pro am? I know we followed you during that. I know you're uh, very good friends with him. Yeah, well, he's best man at my wedding, so yeah, yeah. we're pretty, <laughs> um, pretty close. We uh, we've been best friends since we were about five years old. I was born in Minnesota, born in Edina, and I moved to Vero Beach, Florida, when I was like five. Um, the first couple people that for friends that I met were josh and jared his real name is josh and um 
And so they've been best friends. We've been best friends with them or I've been best friends with them since, uh, since I can remember. And, um, so we go way back and, and that was kind of part of it too. He was able to come, Jake was able to come and play, play music at, at, uh, Kyle Rudolph's, uh, end zone there at the children's hospital and, um, and then come and play in the pro-am with me and then play in that, um, little, uh, compass challenge that they do, which is really cool. Um, with Larry and the rest of the guys, Adam, um, Rudy. So, um, fun to, fun to have him around. It's always good to steal a, even a day. Um, cause I don't, I don't get to see him very often. And so we talk all the time. We talk a couple times a week, every week. And, um, and so I miss him like crazy and I, I don't see him very often. So even something like that, catching him for a day was, was awesome. How, how is his golf game? Is he a pretty good golfer? Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's, yeah. He, he went to Florida state to play golf. Um, got a, uh, um, always played music, but, um, had a, uh, uh, wakeboarding accident where he hurt his shoulder and started getting into guitar and started learning, you know, a little bit more and writing songs and playing music at, uh, playing music in Tallahassee and, and sort of next thing you know, he dropped out of school and was like, dad, I'm going up to going up to Nashville to play music. And he's like, like, hell you are, you know, and he's like, no, for real, I'm going. And so he went and, you know, there's a lot of stories out there. Um, you know, where guys take 15 years to break through and took him like 10 months. I mean, he's really talented. He's a super hard worker and he just grinded for years to, um, to put himself in a position that he's in now. And now he's, he's had, uh, his eighth number one single and, um, super cool. I, I send him texts all the time. Just like, you know, I'd listen to, I'd hear his song come on the radio. And it's like, it's still surreal for me to like, sort of like, it's like, Oh, there's Uncle Jake, you know, and like kids are like, Uncle Jake gone, Uncle Jake gone, you know, and like to it's it's just surreal for me because I, you know, remember when we were 14 years old and he's playing music in a coffee shop with himself and like literally like a coffee shop, and there's like three of us there. And we're just listening to him strum away and not make much sense of whatever song he's playing. But he's the one that got me into country music when we were like 10 years old. Um, it's really the only thing I listen to. Um, she said like what's the number one pop song or whatever like i, I have no idea i just learned that there's a band called the chain smokers they're really yeah, good uh, they're not very good anymore though yeah they're uh okay they're well they, they got some good songs <laughs> yeah. like, like, i've never even heard of them dude so yeah. like you know they uh they uh they're they're you know so anyway so it's he got me into all that stuff and um and, and it's been fun to watch his career grow it has to be pretty surreal to watch your best friend from childhood blow up huh yeah, dude. Like I told him the first time that he ever played like a big concert, like I'm there and I'm thinking like, okay, well maybe this will be in like LA or Dallas or like Miami, you know, like a, an actual city, uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, with, uh, with Kenny Chesney. It took me like seven flights <laughs> to get there. And, like, but I was there. You followed and, through, uh, man. You did. That's I a good friend right there. I wasn't going to miss it. And sure enough, he opens up for Kenny and, and at the time, Sugarland. Remember that? that oh band? yeah. Stuck um, like glue. Sugarland. There you go. Sugarland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Nettles was the yeah. lead singer for, uh, for sugar, Sugarland. And, and so, yeah, so he opened up for Sugarland who opened up for Kenny and, um, or played before them. So it was cool to, cool to see. And then obviously I've been to a million of them since, but I, I wasn't going to miss that first one. Yeah, I th I think one of the coolest parts about your entire 3M story is the compliment you got from Jack Nicholas. He said, "quote unquote, you were the best non-pro he had ever seen play." 
Like that's nuts. So when he said he got to play it, you guys played nine holes together, right? Before, uh, yeah, guess, we played 18 holes, but but I we played 18, but I I played the back nine. I shot 28 with him. Oh my um, god! And so like it was like the best nine holes maybe I've ever played, and couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, no kidding, uh, golfer. That being said, like Mr. Nicholas has obviously seen a lot of golf. I don't know how much amateur golf he's seen. Um, he's seen a lot of professional golf. I'll take the compliments, an incredible compliment from anyone. Um, but from, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time, um, hell of a compliment. I'm going to, I usually keep that picture. I got that like golf digest. Uh, they just put another post out. And um, so I, I keep that one up, up front in my photos usually take a couple photos, move that one back up to the front. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 Favorite it on the iPhone. It'll keep showing up. Oh, okay. Well, there you, yeah, I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I should just put it as my, uh, my background, my wallpaper. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you well, go. Then you can never forget it. Yeah. And yeah. being, you are the first uh, person we've had on that has participated in a pro golf tournament. I got to ask what, uh, what goes on in the clubhouse after a round? What, what are guys you know, doing in there? You know, it's interesting. Um, I understand now why some of those live golfers moved, you know, went over to there, went over there. Um, it was interesting, like how they sort of kept the caddies like away from the players and the players' families. And like, I didn't know, you know, obviously know a few of the guys and know of a lot of them, but like not enough to like go up and get some food and sit down at the table with them and just start shooting the shit. So like I went up and, grabbed some food and went down and just sat with my caddy. And so they, like, they couldn't get into certain spots that we could. And, um, that was different. Um, because, you know, in tennis, like, let's say it's a physio or a coach, like they can go in the locker room. Like we need them in the locker room because we need to talk to them before a match or whatever. And I guess it's a little bit different. Cause like, we can't, you know, we, and speaking of tennis, like we can't have anyone out there. So we have to kind of problem solve all, all by ourselves. And, you know, golf, you can kind of bounce ideas off your caddy anyway. So you're going to be out there for four hours. Maybe you don't need to talk to them right before or anything, or maybe it's not as physical. Um, so you don't necessarily need a physio to sort of warm you up because you're just kind of walking. Um, you know, tennis is obviously more physical, so you, you need that. Um, so you need them in there. Um, so maybe it's a little different. I just thought it was, you know, it was just interesting. It was just different um, from what I, what I was used to. Um, but 3M did an awesome job of like, of, of, you know, with the families and stuff and like the kids had a bunch of stuff for the kids, great food and drink, like after, after rounds and stuff. And, um, and, uh, Correa just took uh, Garrett Colby, by the way. There we go. And, uh, Carlos. You can't do it. Uh, in scoring position though. Probably we, it's probably because yeah, no we turned the game off. Yeah. Now they're turning it on. Yeah. I think we're the bad luck charm. No, probably. no one was on, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, uh, breaking into this, uh, breaking news into this uh, podcast. And um, whoever reads it, whoever, when they listen to this, like a month later, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. they lost that game, game ten to one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. We lost that twenty five like, to one. Yeah. Someone, someone might need to check on Marty's cable subscription. Yeah. I think it might be a little behind. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah, it's just it was it was you know. 
the whole experience was incredible. Like my parking spot was right in between Finau and Ricky Fowler. And I suppose oh, that's I suppose that's because of your name, right? That didn't because I yeah, I, I saw you tweet that. My game, yeah, it was definitely the F Finau <laughs> and Fowler. Hey, I'm lucky enough to know Ricky pretty well. Um, we were both groomsmen at Sergio Garcia's wedding, um, so I know Rick a little bit, and so I was able to play practice around with him and. That was kind of cool too. Like one of the coolest parts was like the the practice round on Tuesday. It was only players in the tournament. So there's no cat, there was no uh pro am, there's no like charity events or anything like that that day. There was Monday and there was Wednesday, but on Tuesday it was only practice rounds. And so you can kind of take your time and go around. It was super cool to uh to play there. Ricky and Camilo Villegas let me um let me play and with them and we played nine and just kind of fun to sort of watch how they go around um, their practice rounds and stuff. I just, I love doing that with other athletes. I love kind of how they prepare and, and how they go about like pre and post um, playing. And, and um, it's always interesting for athletes to, to, you know, there's a lot of respect that, that uh, goes on between sports. And um, cause we kind of understand what, they've had to go through what their lifestyle has to be, how professionalism, dedication, discipline, professionalism, all that stuff that, um, that you have to have. And so you respect that from a, um, from sort of an athlete perspective. So it was fun to, fun to see that. I bet it was nice on Tuesday's practice round. There were no drunken fans wearing caddy suits there yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was the best part of, uh, certainly the best part of Thursday. Uh, Or you guys weren't wearing them on on Thursday. um... We wore wore them them over the weekend. Yeah, Thursday, I think we wore them the first day. And then Friday, when we were following your group, we were not wearing them. Right, because you can only do one day at a time or else you probably die of like a heat stroke. (laughs) But warm in those suits. so hot. But I had them. Things were cool. And it was hot as hell on that Friday. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought all black would be a really good idea. So I wore all black. It looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a good fit. Going back to when you were talking about having to wear pants in golf, that was not a good day to be wearing pants. (laughs) And I can attest to that. I mean, you can wear shorts now and live. So, yeah. I mean, why can't, you know, shorts, like why just no shoes, like, you know, just grass. Yes. Also, I don't know how day. PGA players play with tucked in shirts. Yeah. It make it, I hate playing with my shirt tucked in. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so restrictive. Yeah. I don't know. What do you I just think? don't like it when they see my little belly, you know? <laughs> yeah, that little, like that little tire around your waist and it's tucked in too much. And you take that swing and you got that picture. That's like the wrong angle. Yeah. And you're like, am I fat? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, well, speaking of that Friday being hot, I, I forgot if it was your caddy or if it was Seth's caddy, but we were, we had, like, two beers in our hands, and we were moving over to hole one. It was your 10th hole, and one of the caddies was like, man, those beers look – are those beers tasting good, fellas? And he just looked like he wanted a beer. He, he needed probably a beer. my caddy. Yeah, yeah that was probably Evan. Um, he probably snuck a couple, yeah, or he should have snuck a couple watching me golf. <laughs> Hey, uh, what are your thoughts on the live tour? You brought him up a few times. I'm just a little curious. Um, I love disruption um, in any market. Like, and and if we can kind of go back now um, and sort of go over Phil Mickelson's comments prior to him sort of, you know, getting, uh, you know, having all the sponsors leave and all that stuff. And some of the stuff he said about Saudi and about the PJ tour. And um, he wasn't wrong about a lot of stuff. It seems um, it's now sort of feels like, uh, Hmm. Like PJ sure found a lot of money 
um, recently. And I wonder if that would have happened if mm-hmm. they didn't have this tour. Um, I've heard that the PJ tour has known this is in the works for quite a while. Um, so I, you can kind of question the leadership of the PJ tour in terms of like what, you know, how did you let this happen or get this deep into it? Um, uh, but again, like, I don't, I don't know the, you know, clearly don't know the ins and outs and not in the room. I'm sure Jay Monahan is a super smart dude. So I'm sure he did what he thought was best. Um, but you can certainly question, question it, um, or ask the question, Hey, did you know this was coming or, you know, could you have done anything different or would you done, done, you know, have done anything different? Um, uh, I think it's interesting that I find it really difficult and I'm not going to get like super deep into it because I've got friends on both tours. Um, but I, I, I'm really hard pressed to, to sort of go to a 40 year old man and like be pissed at him for making a life choice. Like who the hell are you to tell me that I can't, you know, I'm looking out for my family. Like I'm, you know, I can, I see like this guy, Billy Horschel's like all over the place, like running around. Like I saw something today where he's like talking to Poulter, like yeah. all animated and stuff. Like Ian Poulter's a 45 year old, 45 year old man. Like, who the hell are you, anyone, to tell him what the hell to do? Like, especially Billy Horschel. Like, what the, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I'm Billy Horschel's a good golfer, but like, Billy Horschel doesn't speak for, doesn't speak for me or doesn't, you know, this guy or that guy, whatever. I'm not, I don't mean to like pick on Billy Horschel, but like, like, he, he, it seems like he's pretty aggressive with like his, you know, these guys lied to us and this and that. It's like, dude, he's a 45 year old grown ass man. He can make his own decisions, his own choices. You have no idea what that dude's dealing with, um, what his bank account looks like at all, why he went there, why he doesn't want to be on the PGA Tour anymore. Who the hell are you to tell me, you know, any of us, right? Like any of us, who, who the hell are we to tell somebody, you know, a grown-ass man what to do? And so I just find that weird. Um, weird. You can question, like, the fact that, like, you wouldn't do it, Um I'm sure I'd probably stay on the PGA tour, but that's because that's kind of all we know. But like, I don't know. I'd certainly look at it if they're offering me generational type wealth. And like, I'm I'm not thinking about other players or somebody that doesn't a- approve of what I'm doing. I'm thinking about my family and my kids' kids and setting up generations, um, generational wealth. And I just find it weird that somebody would be that aggressive um, or can get that aggressive or that pissed off, like at a, a grown ass man telling him what to do. So that's what I got to say about it. Well, the funniest thing about that story. So for those who don't know, Ian Poulter, who is on the live tour and Billy Horschel, who is on the PGA tour, both kind of on separate sides. I think it was at was it a DP world tour event or something? It's a BMW championship oh, is yeah. going on or WPGA yep. championship or something that a lot of them are playing together. Yep. The European tour hasn't banned the live players. And so those guys can play on that tour. And so they're, you know, when it fits their schedule, they're playing whatever. I don't care. Right. They're, so they're playing their schedule. Yeah, big, right? big deal. So these guys are on the putting green having what looks like a heated conversation. I mean, there's a little bit of hands moving and whatnot, but it looked at the end of the day, pretty respectful. And like all the golf okay. journalists are like, that. I didn't see the end of that. So I didn't yeah. see, no, I saw it was, like it was, some, it was just know, them kind of like, yeah, and, but it was funny because like so many golf journalists like blew that story up mm-hmm. and then people from other okay. sports were coming in and they were like, 
it's funny that this is a very heated argument in golf. Like football people yeah. would laugh at this. Yeah. Like you have Aaron Donald hitting people with two helmets at one time. <laughs> and then you have like yeah. golfers who are like doing this with their hands. It's yeah. just, it's hilarious how it's like, well, compared to most sports, this is, this is this a pretty is respectful conversation. Yeah. I That's train what... <laughs> mixed martial arts. I train Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu almost every day. And that yeah that is like just a hey how you doing yeah, uh, yeah exactly you know kind of in that world it's so it's, yeah you're, you're right I, I didn't see the end of it i just sort of saw like billy Herschel getting in the face of or not getting in the face but like confronting ian poulter who's mm-hmm. like been on the pga tour done a lot of really good things for golf for a long time and i've never met either one not one time in my life so like I don't care either way, but like, I'm certainly not going to go up to Ian Poulter and go, Hey dude, like I disapprove of what you're doing. Right. You know, grown ass man. He can make his own fucking decisions. Should there be, no, no, you're good. (laughs) Showing the emotion. Uh, Why don't we create a uh, rival tour to the ATP? (laughs) Um, Where are the Saudis? Yeah. Yeah, Where (laughs) they at, man? They got more money. money. There's more. Uh, Yeah. They got plenty of money. Um, now, what's interesting is 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 for me it's the it's the majors in tennis, right? So the revenue sharing in tennis is different than what it is yeah. in the Grand Slams is to what it is on the ATP Tour. So the Grand Slams are run by the ITF, International Tennis Federation. The the regular events are run by the ATP Tour, and the ATP Tour has a has a better revenue share in terms of what they bring in and give to the prize money of the players as opposed to the Grand Slams where they bring in a, a ton more money um, but far less uh, in revenue sharing. And in, in my opinion, um, I don't think that you need, you know, U.S. Open, uh, it may be around $3 million bucks to win the U.S. Open this year. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I, if I had to guess, it'd be around there. And... I, uh, I don't think like the winner needs 3 million. I mean, you can make so much money off the court when you win a grand slam. Um, I'm sure in tennis and golf, but like in tennis, certainly that you sort of, you know, they sort of say agents sort of say like, it's every slam is sort of worth 15 million bucks, you know, with off the court stuff and what comes with it bonuses and bonus structures and all that stuff, your contract. So if there was ever a time for the players to band together and, and to try and create more revenue sharing in those grand slams and have it filter down through the ATP events, because ATP events don't have a ton of prize money. It's not like when you win a tour event on the ATP tour, um, like the 3M and they 3M, they win one point something like in tennis, some of those smaller events, you win like 150 K or like 125 K for winning the entire tournament. So take some of that profit from the majors and filter it down through some of the smaller events and make some of the smaller events, bigger prize money um, tournaments. Uh, They could, they had a real opportunity to kind of band together as players. There's no player association, obviously. So um, they could have band together during Wimbledon would have probably been the one Uh, they could have, you know, because Wimbledon, Wimbledon banned Russian and Belarusian players. Um, so they couldn't play. So in turn, the ATP came and said, well, we're not going to, since the best players in the world aren't going to play, you know, you got two guys in the top five in the world, Rublev and Medvedev, uh, Medvedev being number one in the world um, at the time, uh, weren't allowed to play Wimbledon. So they said, okay, well, there's no ranking points then. It's just a prize money, it's an exhibition. Mm-hmm. And um, 
guys had, uh, you know, if guys would have sort of come together, guys and gals would have come together and said, we'll boycott this tournament or we need more prize money for this tournament. The, the, the grand slams took a major hit in terms of COVID and when Wimbledon didn't happen in 2020, they had a, a very public, highly publicized uh, insurance payout, but that was a one-time deal. And so if they if that happened again, they'd be in big trouble in terms of being able to pay for uh, the LTA, which is the lawn tennis association over there, um, you know, pay for, you know, Wimbledon pays for a ton in terms of their, you know, like us open, for instance, pays a lot. The USTA takes us open, what they make at the U.S. Open, and it filters down through, um, through uh, uh, you know, country clubs throughout the you know the Midwest section. Um, they'll give a lot of grants to um, you know Minnesota will have uh, country clubs and junior tournaments and men's open tournaments and women's open tournament open events and stuff that um, that are being funded by the USTA. So it's it's not just to the players, and they don't just keep the money. It's a nonprofit and all you know most all of them are are built that way so Wimbledon would have had a, a real uh would have been in trouble if um if they didn't have uh that and so the players probably would have had a lot of uh a lot of say in terms of uh in terms of maybe boycotting that tournament or saying they'll boycott to change uh to change some things but um there's a lot that's going on. It's a long-winded question you ask one question of yeah. can you get a live but you're a tennis, tennis guy you're a tennis yeah. guy though and, well, makes and I know, thoughts. yeah, the answer is like, if somebody came with similar events and said, Hey, I want you to work four times less, but we're going to pay you four times more. And like, I'd certainly look at it, you know, mm-hmm. just like the golf, right? Like I'd certainly look at it and listen, yeah, um, you'd be crazy I may not do it, I may not do it, but like, I bet a lot of people would go. And I certainly think a lot of people on the women's side would go. I heard Liv was trying to do something in the, on the women's side, um, and that'd be super interesting too. But again, like I love disruption. I think it's, uh, I think it helps all sides. Um, obviously Mickelson and the rest of the dudes moving over to live um, has made them a lot of money on the PGA tour. They've changed a lot of things in terms of prize money. So it's been a good thing for, for them. I think. What uh, in your tennis career, would you say that you had a favorite event that you played in? Slams or no slams? Whatever you want. Let's go slams. Yeah. Do slams? Okay. Let's do oh, some yeah. grand slams. slams. I'll rate them. Uh, U.S. Open one. Um, that's our national major. You know, that's the one that the Americans want to do best at. It's mm-hmm. the one we get the best uh, fanfare and, and support. Um, and then it's kind of up to uh, to each player. So, like, I loved going down to Australia. Um, it's a really ha- – they called it the happy slam. It's like – a really uh you know you're always coming from the cold so like wherever you are you're training in cold weather um and you're going down to warm you know it's southern hemisphere so you're going down it's different climate um and it's hot down there and everybody's outdoors and and happy and and healthy and like exercising and like you know and 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 nice and 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 just happy that like players are there and they love sport like melbourne has won the sporting capital of the world a, a few times um uh, throughout the years and so it's a fun place to go the hotel is really close to the courts they have awesome hotel um, down there great food um, and then the crowds are amazing there they've got crowds from every you know I've played Swedish players I've played Cypri- uh, 
guys from Cyprus, guys from Greece. They have an unbelievable amount of, of Greeks down there um, uh, in Australia. They have they have a lot of Swedes apparently because there's I've played some Swedes over the years that had some crazy crowds. They've got a lot of Americans that come support. So it's like they have a ton of whatever nation you're from, you know, you're going to have some support there. And that's fun. Like certainly doesn't, it's not like that at the French. The French was my least favorite slam um, probably because of the surface more than anything else. I just, I wasn't very good on clay. Um, my game was tailored towards faster courts. I, I didn't, I didn't dislike playing on clay. I just sucked on it. I wasn't very good on it. And so I didn't have any results really at the French other than making a third round once or twice. So um, so I think number two is a tie between Wimbledon and, and Australian open, you know, Wimbledon, you go there and it's a, it's like a week uh, or a month that you'd stay, you'd play in Queens tournament. You'd, you'd have the week off, you'd spend it at Wimbledon and, and, and practice and, um, and then gear up for the tournament. Everybody would sort of rent a, uh, they called them flats over there, like apartments or little houses and stuff and bring your families and your trainer and your coach and all that. And you just sort of, it's kind of like the masters a little bit where everybody rents a house around there and they sort of, everybody stays kind of together. And I've stayed with James Blake before and we've rented a house together and had people come in and, and whatever. So, um, the friends and family and stuff come throughout the year. So it's, uh, that, that one's a really sort of a fun, you know, you go to the grocery store and you get groceries as opposed to like room service, you know, you can cook out, get real, you know, home cooked meals, you know, on the road, which is rare for us. So Wimbledon was a special, uh, a special place to center court. Wimbledon's kind of like Wrigley field or Fenway park or, um, uh, the target center, you know, it's just kind of oh, yeah. go together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a really special place to play. So, lucky enough to play uh you know Feder and Djokovic and Nadal on that court um over the years so cool experiences do uh do tennis players trash talk is there any chirping that you would do on the court I did a lot of there's not that many um tennis players are pretty soft dude I mean like <laughs> we play an individual sport and we're coddled from a young age and like you know we're didn't develop personality skills or personable skills. We didn't go to, you know, hardly any of us went to school. Um, we sort of train. And so if you didn't have the gift of gab, or if you didn't have, you know, street smarts, um, you were in trouble too. So it's like, there's some, um, there's some players out there who are pretty soft. Um, and, uh, and so you could kind of get a few of the guys, under their skin just because just by saying something when you're walking by um i had a couple played richard gasquet one time was a really good really talented french player he beat me like every time we played maybe maybe not every time but almost every time and he was complaining that i was taking too long like in between points and i was just coming off my honeymoon we went to cabo and like i was drinking margaritas all day and like and just went straight to that tournament like from cabo my wife didn't even go and he's like complaining that I'm like taking too long. I'm like, dude, we're in the third set and I'm, and I'm just off my honeymoon. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat me. You can't beat me in straight sets after I'm coming off my honeymoon. I'm fat and I'm out of shape and we're in the third set, dude, you yourself to blame. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of stuff like that. Like there's not really, not really Andy Murray 
was able to chirp back a little bit when I would chirp at him. We have a good relationship. I love Andy off the court. He was awesome on the court. He's unbelievable. You know, he's one of the best players of all time. I loved playing him. Um, we always had great, great matches. Andy Roddick and I would argue, you know, we fight and argue about everything. Um, so we talked trash all the time. Um, but we knew that he and I always knew that whatever we'd say, it was always good because we're more like family than, than, than part, you know, than friends or whatever. So, um, uh, the only one that I really played quite a few times and never really got into it much was James Blake. It's hard to, hard to dislike James. It's like, it's too good looking and, <laughs> and, uh, he was too good. To, but I beat him more than he beat me. So that's, that's all good. But yeah, I mean, guys, guys will talk a little bit, but not as much as you think. And, and no one will talk back. Like if you actually, if you're actually going out, just them. freeze up. <laughs> They would just freeze up and then they'd know like remember one time I played some guy in the final of a tournament and I lost and he was acting like a total douchebag. And I said at the net, I said, Congratulations. I shook his hands, looked him in the eyes, congratulations, I'll see you in the locker room. And he uh he didn't say anything. We did the trophy presentation, said some nice things about him, whatever. He he beat me and um went in the locker room and I just waited there. And that that fucker never showed up. <laughs> And I waited there and waited there. And my coach was like, no, 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 I'm waiting for this guy. And he's like, I don't think he's here, dude. Like, let we should, we should, we could probably go now, you know? And we went back to the hotels and he never showed up. So um, I haven't seen very many fights out there in the locker room, dude. Like there's not really, we're not built to fight, you know, like we don't have that, like tennis players don't have that body type. They're not like, there's no, you know, you lift chest, you're just wasting, you're wasting time and you're wasting like, like excess weight that could that that doesn't need to be there because you it's an it's an aerobic sport mm-hmm. you know and like you need to run forever and so if you have anything excess upper body you have strong legs and if you're tall you can run and you need to run a long ways and so like someone like Djokovic is like the perfect tennis body because he's got strong legs he's flexible as hell and he's got no excess weight that he needs to carry around uh in his upper body and so um he's sort of that perfect tennis body well who needs to punch somebody when you can just launch a tennis ball 120 miles per hour at somebody if you're pissed at them you can do that yeah you can try and you can serve body. you know you, you say like serve body i played doubles with andy roddick a lot he you know he had this massive serve he hit one serve like 155 miles an hour in davis cup but he uh he would go all right i'm gonna hit him you know, like it was 40 love or something like that. So he tr- literally tried to hit him and he'd hit me a bunch of times, like in matches, like serve body, you know, it's like a smart serve where you serve like into their body. So they, they're sort of handcuffed when they try and return it. And, um, he would, he hit me like multiple times, like with his serve, that's how big his serve was and stuff. So he probably got a kick out of that. Well, and there was a, I think there was a player at the U S open this year. I think I just saw this video today where he, slammed his racket. He mm-hmm. slammed it a few mm-hmm. times until it busted. Yep. Went over and got his replacement racket, spiked that one. And then I think he had to grab a third one or something, but replacement racket. I like that. Is that no one's thing? ever called it that the replacement racket. Is, is, this, is there a, ter- is there a term for it? Another racket. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta have your, like, what happens if they, if you hit it too hard and a string pops, you gotta have the replacement racket, right? Okay. I like that. Yeah. I mean, See, no one this is disruptive. That, this is but... disruptive right here. Mm-hmm. You're not, uh, you're not wrong. It is, it, you are replacing that racket. So we'll go with it. <laughs> the replacement racket innovation. Marty, how do you think uh, the Vikings are going to do this year? 
I got him at uh, 16 and one regular season. Yes. Um, and then I've got Kirk as the MVP. Of course. Yep. Naturally. Um, 18, 19, 18. What's Dalvin now? Two, four? Yeah, he's yeah. single digit. Um, I got them all in the Pro Bowl, all pro. Um, I think, like, I'm super excited about this year, man. Like, probably too much. Um, we got a lot of pieces in place. We do. We got a lot. The, the defensive line is, you know, was a, obviously a problem last year. They are stacked. Our corners struggled last year. Pat P's back. Um, we drafted well, I think. Uh, um, I'm lucky enough to be good buddies with Adam. And so we talk a lot. Actually, he just texted me that he got my, my buddy some field passes for uh, Sunday. Ooh, appreciate that. Oh, damn. Um, uh, uh, he, um, he's stoked about the defense. I mean, they go against the defense obviously, you know, during the week and, um, he's stoked about them. He's like, dude, these, these guys are mean and they're good. So, um, that's great to hear. Obviously the offense is never, yeah. He's like, I love that Donatello. He's, he's great. And like, he, he had nothing but good things to say about the defense. And then obviously he goes against them every day. So he would know. And then, um, you know, he loves O'Connell loves the offense. Obviously the offense was never really the issue, right? Like, Coach Zim would get pissed when, when they couldn't finalize that drive and when they're down 35, 33, and it was like, dude, we scored 33 points though. Like, <laughs> can we get the defense rolling yeah, here a right. bit? Yeah. Help Kirk um, a little bit. He'd Come always on. be, he'd always be pissed at the offense for not finishing that drive at the end to win 36, 35 when it's like, dude, you gave up 35 points. Let's mm. go. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I mean, I'm very cautiously, super excited about this i've already thrown in the the plus 4200 bet to win the super bowl (laughs) all those thousand to win 42 so i'm yeah i mean if they win like we're we're partying in vegas there we go what what what, uh is kirk mvp odds what are those again like that's 4,200, I thought, as well. I thought it was really high, wasn't it? 4,500? But there are people now saying, A lot of people like, are talking. I don't like that, dude. I don't, I don't like that at all. Michael Mike, Michael Irvin said it. Kyle Brandt said it. Like, some other people have said, been vocal about Kirk Cousins. You know, they think it's like that Matt Ryan year and that uh, there was another one um, who won the MVP one year. Oh, year, the like Raiders. 2010 or Rich 2011. Gannon. Oh, it was uh, Rich Gannon. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And it was like, okay – they had the perfect offense for something like that. And, um, and they were able to get it done. It's just, I Kirk's off. He's really good. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's underappreciated, undervalued, and he's certainly not underpaid, but yeah. um, he is, uh, I think he's when, when with time, he's as good as anyone yeah. and they can block him up and give him some time. They can't cover those dudes, and and so it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, well, week in and week out, he gets shat on. Right now, he's currently plus five thousand to win the yep, MVP. I just saw Damn. that too. Well, he was out allegedly. Really? Hold on one second. Yeah. Let me just make this bet real you quick. Should, yeah, right. You should you should par, you should parlay the <laughs> two, it. and then you'll make more than Do the it. live golf guys. Yeah. Par- oh my god! You're plus, right. Plus nine thousand well, parlay. <laughs> well, I like it. Yeah. Well, Kirk was allegedly out uh, cheering you on at the at the three M. Oh yeah, Kurt was he out there? I don't know if he was. Well, oh yeah, was he? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was like between like um, it was on like hole seven or eight or something. I was just I had 
probably was a may or may, may or may not have been a few beers deep, but I was going up. I you know I gave Chase Seifert a, a fist bump, and then you came by. You're like, hey, thanks, Kirk. <laughs> just, that's all you said. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. All right. Well, you got it right. Um. Uh. No. Look, he's uh. Kirk's a big tennis fan, actually. Yeah, so I've gotten to know him pretty well yeah. over the over the last few years, and. I mean, couldn't be a nicer dude. And he's actually played like my dad is a teaching pro. He teaches tennis. That's why I got into tennis. Um, he still teaches tennis in Florida. And and like he was hitting with my dad in Orlando. And like he's just a good, good dude. Um, super easy to root for. Um, so it's uh, it's fun to, to, to root for these guys. It's just I mean, eventually it's going to happen. And all the heartache of being a Minnesota sports fan is going to something's going to happen. Yeah. Something other than the links is going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're talking all we want right now is just to get past the first round of the playoffs. It hasn't happened in so long in, in anything. I mean, obviously football a couple of years ago, but like we're, we're big wild guys. And that that's a year after year heartbreak. I mean, for 15 years, yeah. the twins, I haven't been able to get into the hockey since the North stars left. So like it's tough, it's been hard to, you know, and I'm removed from it. Clearly um, I get to play. There's a few, hockey players from the Kings that are members of Bel Air country club as well. So I play a lot of golf with Jarrett Stoll and Drew Doughty and um, Anze Kopitar, these guys. And like, they're awesome dudes. Like Doughty is one of the funniest dudes you'll ever meet in your life. Like he is so funny. I was going to ask if he was um, as funny as he appeared. Cause he's yeah, a clown. He's yeah, he's hilarious. Like, he, he's so fun. I love playing golf with Drew Doughty. He is so freaking funny. Um, and he just joined Bel Air, or at least he's joining. Um, I wrote him a letter um, to uh, to get in. You got a bunch of letter writers, you know. So they still um, use paper there, huh? What's so that? It's, it's not an email or like an online submission. You have to handwrite a letter. You got to write a letter. Yeah, uh, dude. I wow. my handwriting's so bad now. Like, couldn't do it. I can't live without computers. Yeah, you got to put it in. And um, anyways, yeah. So so Dewey's a going to be a member of Bel Air and like, yeah, they're great. I mean, they're super good dudes. And um, so it's been, but it's been hard to get into hockey. I've just been so removed from it, Florida and, and California now. So, well, the Kings now have Kevin Fiala too, who he, they got from the wild. So maybe he can be part of the group now. Get him in, yeah. get him in Bel Air. Mm-hmm. I bet he's, good, a, I bet he's a you never know. Those guys, player. those guys bring the the other dudes. So like they brought Anzi and or Anze or however you say his name. He's got a weird name. Weird first name, yeah. um, but he's a great dude too. And and um, those hockey guys are good, good guys. Yeah. I've come across a lot of good, good hockey players, and they're all guys. just naturally great golfers yeah. too. I mean, you know, natural the slap shot. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, it's the same. The swing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's all there. <laughs> I mean, Dewey's not all that great, but <laughs> good enough. <laughs> but he's fun to play with. No. He's fun to play with. Did you ever but he's a defenseman. That? He's not a scorer, you know? Right. Like, he's a defenseman. Did you ever see that video of Nelson Cruz at Top Golf? I think it was last year hitting golf balls. Like to no to no surprise, he probably flew it over the net. He probably flew it on onto... Mike Trout. Did you see the one that Trout hit? Oh yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't even play I don't even think he plays golf. And that was his golf swing. And I mean he I've never seen anything like that. But honestly, the the guys that are the longest players I've ever played with are baseball players. Aaron Hicks is the longest golfer I've ever played with in my life. Former twin. Yep. Now he's on now he's on the Yankees. And um Classic. he did a we had a we were in a tournament in Orlando and he had a par, we had a par four, it was like 485, like around some water. And so you had to kind of cut off the water. 
And I went for, you know, I went, this is the first time I'd, I'd played with him. It was like third round or something like that. He's a really good golfer too. And um, I hit it, you know, played it like you normally should, right? Right. You're supposed to, which is going around and like cutting off a little bit of water, going over the bunker into the fairway. And, and Aaron's like, he tees it up. He's like, he's like, can you shoot the pin? And he shoots the pin and it's like 392 in the air. And it's all carry, all water. Cause it's a dog leg left all water yeah. around on the left. And he's like, all right. And like, he's kind of setting up and I'm like, this dude's going for the green. Aww. He hit it in the air, 390 yards, no wind at all. And, um, and hit it pin high, chipped it, uh, chipped it up, hit the pin, hit it to like two inches, made a birdie. Routine like, birdie. I mean, the dude, yeah, the dude is the longest golfer. I've had John Lester, Eric Gagne, these guys are so. I mean, they hit they hit four hundred yards. Yeah, like it's insane. Even the, pitch, they, they even the pitches are, huh? They don't hit it straight, but they hit it far. That's crazy. Well, it's it hilarious crazy. because traditionally the baseball swing and the golf swing conflict with each other. Like growing up, I had to pick one or the other because they would just ruin mm-hmm. each other's swings. And but when you're like, a, I feel like when you're at that stage of athleticism, you can you could probably do anything. Uh, your swing. baseball swing so dialed in that yeah, right. it's not gonna. It's muscle memory. But maybe maybe that's what's messing Aaron up. <laughs> hey, we'll take him golfing more, man. <laughs> we need it going down the stretch. Yeah. Oh shit! Did you guys have any other questions? Actually, I did have one more question. Uh, I know you're, you're. Are you friends with Steph Curry? Because I saw you guys. I am. Yeah, I've right gotten to know Steph through that Tahoe golf tournament, and you know, I've met like some guys. I love sports, and so you can sort of relate to athletes. Can sort of relate to athletes really well. Um, I mentioned that earlier, like how we just sort of respect and understand each other's lifestyle, and like you know, are always intrigued and in like how they train, how they prepare and stuff. And, and Steph's no different. And, and it's also interesting to sort of come across, like, who do you come across that feel like they're super down to earth and, and they're, I've met a lot of athletes, you know, in some of those golf events and stuff, golf tournaments that are like, you know, pretty full of themselves. They pretty, you know, they know they're good and they know everybody else knows they're good. And so that's just kind of how they live. Steph's the opposite of that. Steph's the guy that you're not quite sure if he realizes like just how good he is off the court on the court. He's, you know, he's confident and whatever. And some may say he's cocky, but he's the best shooter of all time. So he's allowed to be, and he's allowed to be confident. And, and some of these, uh, some of these guys just are, are the opposite. And I've, I've come across some guys that, you know, you really, you really kind of, strike up a friendship with and sort of understand because you're fairly similar to, and, and, you know, Justin Verlander's the kind of guy like that. Like I've just, I've met him through golf and he loves golf and I love golf. And so we played a bunch and just turns out he's just like salt of the earth. One of the best dudes you'll ever meet. And Adam's like that as well. Adam's like, dude, do you, I'm like to Adam, like, do you realize like how good you are? I don't think he like understands like how good he actually is. He's still that, he's still that dude from, where he's from up north. Where is he from? Mankato, uh, right? Well, yeah, that's where he well, went to school. school. I don't know if he's he went to Detroit school Lakes in Mankato. Detroit, Lakes. Detroit, Detroit Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. he's like, you know, he's still that kid from Detroit Lakes, and he's like, dude, you're a pro bowler and whatever, and he's the same guy. And it's it's cool to and, – and those are the guys you want to spend time with, you know, and want to hang out with and 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 appreciate um, the friendships that you can make. And so you asked me about Steph, and Steph is that kind of guy where um, – you know, he'll come into town and I'm like, dude, you, 
you know, you'd think someone like Steph Curry would be too good to go to a baseball game with you or you and my, you know, like my son and I were going to a Dodger game the other, the other week. And, and I knew Steph was coming to town. I was like, Hey dude, um, I got an extra ticket. We're sitting in the front row. Like you want to come to the game? Like my son and I He's like, dude, I've never been to, and there's the grand slam. Um, Played by who? He's like, not us. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. Here we go. Damn it. Yeah. There we go. And, and Steph's like, dude, I've never been to Dodger stadium. I'd love to go, you know? And it's like, that's not normal. You know, like I've got normal buddies that like work in finance that like would be like, where are we sitting, man? Like, we're, you know, I didn't <laughs> yeah, tell right? him that. I didn't tell him like yeah. where we were, you know, kind of sitting or what we'd have or anything like that. And it's just, you know, it's just like, and he, and he comes and he's like, he comes like alone. Like or he comes with just like a security guard because he's, you know, he's that kind of famous, but um, doesn't hesitate to do stuff like that, which is, which is super cool. And um so I'm super thankful for his friendship and and some of the guys that I've met. It's easy to root for someone like him. Now I got to ask before we wrap up here. Um, have you ever experienced what they call tennis elbow or golf elbow? I think I experienced some of that iteration of it a few weeks ago. My my elbow was just red and swollen. It's almost like I got bit, but it was after I played a couple rounds of golf and it was just it was in pain. And I I, I looked up some things and I. I think I might have had tennis elbow or something. Golf elbow in this case. Right, but they're, they're very similar, I guess. Sounds like you're as soft as a tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, no, but, okay, so tennis elbow is on the outside of your forearm at the, you know, right there at the elbow, This that, that part of the um, of the forearm. It's on the outside. Golf elbow is on the inside okay. in here. Okay. And then thrower's elbow is like both of them. That's what Matt Stafford had this off season where they like kind of shut him down. Like he had throwers elbow, which is like both yeah. sides. So I'll give you exactly how to handle this tennis elbow. Okay. Yeah. You have somebody deal with your wrist, like your fingers all the way through your wrist and your forearm. Don't do anything at the elbow and then work out. And then this is like massage, like, you know, do like a, like a real sports massage and then work on and grind on the tricep all the way up through the shoulder and all the way into the neck. It's all coming to a head right here from both sides. And that's why it's, that's why it's super painful. I've had tennis elbow my entire life, basically, until we realized that it wasn't coming from that spot. It was coming from my wrist. It was coming from my shoulder, my neck. And once we open that stuff up, um, it opens the the elbow right up. So uh, you need a massage, dude. Maybe that's what I need. I mean, it's better now, but it definitely still feels like almost like a little swollen compared to my other one. But I just need a massage. Yep. Just need a massage. You sound like a tennis player, super soft. Yeah. Um, oh, he's bitching. He's go, bitching man. about it all week. Yeah. Australian Open. You're ready. <laughs> Let's go. One like Sign equals one like equals one prayer for Jake's yeah, tennis thank elbow. You. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers are needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zane, did you have any other questions? I guess. Yeah. My last one is: At what age did you realize that hey, I could I could go pro in tennis? Like when were you, when did you start thinking about the next level? Um. So I was I was um I excelled at like and I can say excelled, but like in my city and sort of state in golf, tennis and baseball was kind of like, those are my sports. Um, kind of the, the, there's two sets of athletes. There's the LeBron James, like run, jump, sprint guy that can jump out of the gym and can like, you know, crazy athletic. Right. And then there's another athlete that's like 
born in a bar, you know, like really good at like pool and ping pong and darts and like pop a shot and shit like that. Right. That's me. Like I am, I am really good at those stupid little games that mean that cornhole oh, yeah. throw it through the middle of the thing every <laughs> time. Like it's like, so that, so that's what I mean. So like golf, tennis, hands game, you know, baseball, hand-eye coordination type stuff, catching stuff like that. Like I, that, that was me athletically. Um, I was never a very good, you know, very fast runner, um, very, you know, strong by any means, you know, nothing like that to where um, I was that type of athlete. So I had to rely on my hands and feel and touch and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, um, so, so I was good like at 12 and 13, but I wasn't like crazy good. Like, so I, I sort of started focusing on tennis a little bit more 13, 14 years old. Um, but I was still ranked. There's, there's, one i'll try to make this story short because it's a long story but like i had there was a tournament in florida called the satellite state close and if you were the top 48 in the state of florida you were not allowed to play i was the number one seat i was 49 ranked in florida which is like pretty good like you can i'm sure you can get a college college scholarship at a d1 school not of your choosing but like somewhere um florida's a really good tennis state so like you know, it was pretty solid. I could, I could get a scholarship in college. Um, uh, I went to Saddlebrook Academy, my 10th, 10th grade, my, uh, sophomore year of high school, I was 15 years old and I played every day, seven hours a day against guys that were bigger than me and better than me. And by the time I got out of there, I was number one or two in the country in the, in when I was 15 in that same division. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, I won't even, not only am I, can I not, you know, don't have to choose where I'm going to go to college or I can choose where, where, wherever I want to go to college in terms of tennis. I think I'm going to skip it and just go pro and I'm going to skip my senior year of high school and I'm going to skip half my junior year and just go. Um, and that was around 16, 17 years old. Um, Tennis is a pretty short life expectancy. Um, you wouldn't think so because it's obviously non-contact. But um, if you felt how I feel at midnight when your hips are 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 popping off and your feet hurt and your knees are throbbing and like it's all you're pounding on concrete for 25 years of your life, and um, and so it takes its toll big time um, for the most part. Um, and so that's, uh, that's kind of when, that's kind of when I, I sort of thought, Hmm, can I actually make a little bit of money doing this? I can actually maybe do this as a career. And so 16, 17 was final answer. Should yep. go full Tom Brady and just come back. Yep. Got to make the call. All the way. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't play tennis anymore. I'll come back in MMA. I want to, I do jujitsu tournaments. I do like, so I compete in jujitsu. I compete in, um, I want to do amateur fights and stuff like that, but I'm not there yet. I'm not good enough yet. Um, but I'm on my way and I want to, I want to do that kind of stuff and I want to do it sooner rather than later. Cause I'm not getting any younger. How long have you been training in uh, combat sports? I've been doing that for like three years now. So like, you know, jujitsu, I'm still considered a beginner. Um, so I compete in like the intermediate and beginner levels of jujitsu. Um, but these are guys are like, you know, the sort of the best in California and stuff. And, um, it's super fun. I'm upset, totally obsessed with it, totally obsessed with 
the pain tolerance, the different, you know, it's just a different type of workouts. Um, I'm obsessed with that sort of confidence that it gives you, um, uh, in, in and out of the octagon or out of the, off the mat, stuff like that. So, um, I highly suggest some sort of combat sport, whether it's, uh, Krav Maga, something like that, um, self-defense, stuff like that to, for, um, you know, for people to give them self-confidence. Um, my son, I make my son do it. Um, he's eight years old and I, you know, to give him confidence going into, you know, high school is brutal sometimes. And like, people can be mean as hell. And like, I wasn't a, I played a niche sport that like, I wasn't the quarterback of the football team. And so it's like hard to, it's like, who's this guy playing this weird sport, you know, tennis or whatever. And so high school was middle school, high school. Like I wasn't, you know, I didn't drink really. I, I didn't smoke cigarettes, you know, that, that, that those type of kids. And so they're still sitting in our little hometown and, and uh, I'm out here in LA. There so, we go. Yeah. Yeah. For what sure. Do you do? Well, if, if you do, if you do ever fight, let us know. We'll be there. We'll support you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I got another tournament coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, jujitsu tournament. So I'm going to get better at that and work on my ground game. Got to work on my Muay Thai, but um, I'll get there. Yeah, especially if you go up against Mark Zuckerberg. I heard he took up. Uh, <laughs> dude, MMA, I saw so. that. Actually, yeah. I almost called him out. I was like, dude, I'll fight you for charity. Dude, let's go. <laughs> about the same height. We're about, you know, six to he's, – he's, I don't know how tall he is, but he looks about the same. I'm 6'3", 180. So, like, I'll – I mean, I'll call that Wiz Khalifa. He apparently yes. does some stuff. I don't know who he is, but he's a he does MMA stuff. Hey, Zuckerberg, and he's out here in California, uh, and he won't, he won't even bad. respond to me. He won't even respond. So <laughs> what an ass! I'm looking, I'm looking for a fight. So I let's just create some you know, drama. I, I want to make sure I can pick that fight. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to fight anybody that's that's 230 pounds. You know, yeah. let's stir the pot with the he'll, Zuckerberg fish fight. I want to see that yeah, in pay per view. He'll fight you. Yeah, all AR. proceeds go to charity. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, eight ounce gloves, dude. We can, uh, we can whatever headgear, whatever you want, bro. But I'll fight your ass. That would be, <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah. I would pay top dollar. Oh, pay per view event of the year. Yeah. yeah. He Mark's shouldn't have put that out there because he's going <laughs> to get a lot of people to say, he, like, he's, hey, not, dude. he's not ready for the smoke. <laughs> no, hey, hey, dude, I think your kicks are weak. Suck. <laughs> oh, he'd be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll work on it. He'll have to reprogram himself to uh, yeah. fix that. He's probably, got some, some he's probably got some gnarly bodyguards, though. Yeah. 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 Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a guy I'd fuck with, despite him no. being an absolute no. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, Marty, before we let you go, we got to do a signature thing we do here on It's a Bit called uh, okay. the Rapid Fire. Just going to ask you 10 questions and just answer them as fast as you can. You ready? Okay. Okay, so you're on a deserted island all by yourself. You get one type of alcoholic beverage rest of your time on the island what is it i don't drink okay so non-alcoholic uh i do a non-alcoholic uh um a non-alcoholic modello oh okay, okay. Nice. all right love the taste of beer i just alcohol is not for me yeah no. yeah for sure um how many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense especially with those uh Jiu-jitsu skills. Fourth graders. Okay, so that's like a nine-year-old kid, ten-year-old kid. Gosh, I could probably uh, until they real until it gets uncomfortable. Uh, Fifteen, maybe. Fifteen. Okay, that's almost a full maybe class. Twelve. I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Let's go with fifteen. And okay. like, if fifteen come at me, it's a lot of kids. A lot of kids, but I could take out a couple like right away. <laughs> maybe a couple would run. 
you know, and they get scared. I don't know. Let's go with 15. Yeah. All right. 15 is a fair number. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's Do you guys put ketchup on your hot dog? I, I was watching oh, yeah. the twins no. the other day, and uh, Audrey Audrey Martin yeah, or Audrey Martin Audrey, yeah. said uh, Audrey said she puts mayo on hot dogs. Put, I don't put. Uh, she's like it's gross to put ketchup on your hot dogs. I put mayonnaise on my hot dog. Yeah. I almost fell off the chair. Dude. I was <laughs> like, that is disgusting. Audrey Martin, I am calling you out. Yeah. Mayonnaise on your hot dog? That is disgusting. It's only ketchup. That's a hot take, and she does know it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I could not even ever try it. I might oh. try it, but is it, no, it is weird. No, don't try. That. I love mayonnaise. Don't try that. I'm gonna try. Just don't do ketchup. it. Next time, I'm gonna try. Don't do it. I'm going to try. Can it. I say though, like I haven't had a hot dog in a long time. <laughs> you got to get back but out. Even at the, I will the say Dodgers like a, a beef, a pig fat in a casing. Like it's probably for you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that, uh, that team in the first, the first play spot at the <laughs> AL central ran out of hot dog buns in the fifth inning, the Cleveland guardians. You hear that story? It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't doubt it. They'll run out of everything. They're going to run out of wins is what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolute disgrace to the game. Um, if, well, speaking of, if you were given an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Yeah. Been to Cleveland. I like Cleveland. There's a, there's a really nice, uh, ar- uh, arcade. There's a really nice casino. There's a great hotel there, uh, connected to the, the Q quick and loans arena, which I don't even know if it's quick and loans anymore. Um, been to a couple of Cavs games when LeBron played. Oh yeah. Um, that, that they were hopping down there. It was cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to Cleveland. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to watch any baseball, but I'm going, I'll go to Cleveland. Unless the Twins are playing there for the, uh, well, we have like a nine-game stint with Cleveland total in like the next month. Six games. There's six, six games, games left with Cleveland. All right. Winning in. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Um, who's, yeah. your, who's your favorite UFC fighter? Luke Rockhold just retired. Um, I love watching Brian Ortega. He's got a really fun combination of fighting. Um He's a really good striker. He's tough as shit. And he's got an unbelievable chin. And then his, his jujitsu. And I'm just, I love jujitsu. I'm in love with it. I, I'm totally obsessed with it. And um, he's one of the best jujitsu artists in the world. And, and certainly um, in mixed martial arts. So um, I'll go with Brian Ortega. Do you have any thoughts on his last fight? Against Yari well, Rodriguez? Injured. I mean, like yeah. the one before that was probably my favorite fight of 2021. He fought Volkanovski. Was it 2021 or 2020? I think it was 21. It was 21, yeah. Um, that was a title fight at 145. I mean, unbelievable fight. That was my favorite fight of the year because um, it had everything. Like Ortega had him twice and like he thought it was over. Um he had him in a guillotine twice, and Volkanovski got out of it. Volkanovski's a total monster at 145. I mean, just – and he's so good, too, and at, so good at everything. So I can't wait for Ortega. You know, it took him a while to fight again. Obviously, he got injured right away. Um, but that was my fight of fight of the year in 2021. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. No, no, no. Okay. No, um, no. <laughs> agreed. Uh, Nothing big, from Audra, Audra there, but no. Well, the Minnesota State Fair was pickled pizza. That was oh, the big thing. That was year. delicious. Would you try that? That was amazing. Uh, no way. Oh, it was so, good. so good. It was amazing. I would have, I would have had like three slices, but it was so like garlicky. garlicky yeah. We were with people was... who aren't even pickle people, and they really liked the yeah, pizza. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I eat. I eat. Uh, I'm, I'm. I live in L.A. Okay, I'm not from L.A., but I live in L.A. 
I eat cauliflower crust pizza out here. Okay, have y'all had that before? No, I haven't but had it, it, it sounds pizza, good. I've had cauliflower you, stuff. It's you, not bad. If you tell them to throw that thing in and burn it, like crisp it, and throws a ton of pepperonis on there, dude, I'm telling you, CPK, cauliflower crust, pepperoni pizza, money. I am like, it's an under, you know, probably a minority take out here in uh, in in Minnesota, but I I I love cauliflower. So I that sounds yeah, it's yeah. super minority maybe over I, there. Maybe I belong in L.A. Well, there's nothing better than taking a vegetable and being like, I'm eating veggies and then making it into a pizza. The cauliflower is so good. <laughs> That's beat, the best. I, I these, can eat uh, veggies in that sense. Beat Ups has these new cauliflower wings that oh. are delicious, actually. I've had deep fried cauliflowers, too. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Cauliflower we'll is good. I have to try the pizza for sure. Uh, biggest highlight of your tennis career? Uh, something to do with either Davis cup or the Olympics. Um, the Olympics puts a, like, is sort of the, the best and worst memories of my career. And, and in a way that, um, incredibly humbling to be a part of the Olympics, to spend time in the athletes village, most humbling place you'll ever be athletes village. Every single person around you does whatever they do, either just as good as you or better. I've never been in that sort of position, that that place, um, that type of place in my life. So super cool experience, incredibly humbling to be a part of Team USA and to add to the medal count. Um, I was up two sets to one and a break in the fourth against Nicholas Masu in the gold medal match and lost. It was probably that and a match in 2011 Davis Cup against Spain were the two losses that I think about still to this day. Um, if I had a gold medal, I'd display it. And if I didn't, and I don't have a gold medal and it sits in my safe at home uh, and I never see it. So that's the difference between the color. Yeah. And um, so, so I, I'd certainly say the memories, the good memories of the Olympics and then some Davis cup wins, you know, beating Switzerland in Switzerland with Federer on the team and, beating him over there on clay, which is not my best surface. Uh, that was 2012. We beat them 5-0 with Federer and Walrinka on their team. Um, hell of a memory. Um, played in a couple bowl rings in Davis Cup, like in Spain, Madrid. They put Nadal and company um, on a clay court in a bowl ring, um, Plaza del Toros um, in Madrid. That's my Spanish right there. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh see see si, si. si. and um uh and and bogota colombia played in a played 9000 feet altitude with pressureless balls um incredibly hard to play on clay in a bull ring with a packed house in bogota colombia playing against colombia so um a couple of those that sort of jump out where you're just like man what an experience what a cool experience yeah that's freaking awesome um what is the worst fast food place in your opinion Arby's. Yeah, that's a common, <laughs> that's a common one, one. Yeah. I guess I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. What is it about Arby's? I've always because I'm a, I love Arby's. Yeah. I, 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 Arby, I don't need the Arby's. It's, I mean, I don't I don't want to hate on a, a fast food. I mean, I don't know. Do they don't even have burgers at Arby's, do they? No, they don't. No. Yeah. That's and that's the, the thing. thing. That's sometimes a deal breaker for people. Oh, 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 I got one. Okay. Popeyes. Went there one time yeah. in my life, got okay. food poisoning. 
Okay. Okay. Really? That'll do it. Yeah. Makes more sense. Yeah. I went to the Popeyes down in New Orleans thinking it was going to be the greatest thing in the world, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Yeah. It was terrible. Their biscuits were Arby's, amazing. I take but... that back. Arby's, I take that back completely. You are <laughs> nice. not the worst, in my opinion. Popeyes. Popeyes. One-time food poisoning. Yeah, we got one of those in Maple Grove. I went back a couple months ago, and I'm like, yep, still terrible. It's yeah. Not, it's not good. Not a Popeyes nah. fan either. Nah. Popeyes. I hope, I'm, I hope we're not sponsored by Popeyes. We are no. not. Not yet. But uh, we'll cut this out later if, uh, <laughs> yeah. if the opportunity we comes. We'll just we'll just cut it out. Um, if a movie was made about your life, who would play you? I mean, aren't you supposed to say Brad Pitt, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you have to say, like, the best-looking person you can think of. Look, uh, every once in a while, somebody says, like, hey, are you Bradley Cooper? So, like, maybe Bradley <laughs> Cooper, just because, like, he sort of looks like me, I guess, or I sort of look like him. I wonder if Bradley Cooper gets, hey, are you Marty Fish? Ever. <laughs> right. Have you ever gotten that once? Because I've gotten the Bradley Cooper thing a lot, actually. And I wonder if he's ever gotten, are you Marty Fish? Well, it has Cheers. to It has to go the other way around. Mm-hmm. It has to. I mean, you're in L.A.? Yeah, he's in L.A. Let's ask him, yeah. Let's yeah. try and track him down and ask him. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, final one. It's very appropriate because you are watching baseball, but uh, give us your strike three call. Oh, my gosh. Um <laughs> Uh, so, so on a normal strike call, I just go, yeah, just a grunt like that. Right. Like, just like, just loud, not either a one, two or a three, not like a one or a two, just yeah, like that. And then, um, and then my strikeout. Okay. There's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of arm movement. So I'm going to, is this like on video or no? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you're on video. Oh, it is. Okay. So yeah. like, so I'm going to pull a lawnmower back. I'm going to pull a lawnmower back like I'm cocking my right yep. to throw. Hee-rah! There we go. Like that. Very like, so a little bit more than, than yeah, hee-rah! Like yeah. That was well thought out. It is. I appreciate yeah. the walking us through the right, form. Right, yes. yeah. People usually Welcome. just do it. They don't actually break it down, so mm-hmm. we appreciate that. one of those details. questions where, like, you can either just embrace it and just do it, or you can dance around it and think you're cool. Yeah. I am not cool enough to not have – a strike three call. Yeah. 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 Last week on the show, we had on Dean Blandino and we asked him if, uh, since he's Blandino. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> since he's in charge of officiating. For I'm the following XFL. Blandino. That's awesome. Yeah. No, a couple of LA guys. Yes. He's Look in Santa Monica. I think. Might as well move the company to California. We've yeah, got right? the connections now, <laughs> but with, with the XFL, we were saying, can you please implement one, type of action where the ref can choose kind of how they do it. So like for holding like, like something like that. So hopefully in the XFL, we see a a similar style where there's some, there's some, uh, um, there's a couple, uh, uh, refs that are super demonstrative, like holding, (laughs) you know, like, and they're really pointing like hard. Well, and every ref is just aggressively jacked too Mm -hmm. these days. It's almost like they have to pass a fitness test to get the job. I mean, they might, I mean, you see how much Uh, they run and the coaches want to punch them, you know, they see all, you know, they, they're threatened every day. Right. Right. Some of those guys are like 90 years old. It looks like too on the sidelines. Jacked Jacked up. Yeah. 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 The, one, the ones with the, the aggressive southern accents are the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. like those Especially are football in like guys. college football. Yeah, too. those those guys know football. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to be pissed at a ref that has an aggressive southern accent. I don't no. want to. Nope. So. It's just a way, no way. way. That way. That guy's a baller. Yeah. Well, Marty, thank you so much, man, for coming on and joining us. Um, kind of any final thoughts before we wrap up? Man, I appreciate being on. Um, I'm a big fan of what you guys do, and I appreciate the support at the 3M. Um, cause if you guys weren't there, nobody was there. 
And so uh, fall, uh, certainly on Friday on the back nine um, or our front nine, well, our back nine, their front nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that. And um, I look forward to uh, I look forward to hanging in the future, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks so much, Marty. And literally, it was a blast following you that day. Like, yeah. people people always go after the big the, you guys, man. The, we the, had it going there for a bit. We did two hundred chipped in, and then we yeah. hit that wall. Yeah, well, it's a it's a, it's a hard course. Yeah. I think a lot it's of people hit that hot wall. And and, yeah, we had to wait. Had a sandwich, took a nap. And next thing you know, I got to hit a two hundred ten yard five iron into like a tough green. You know? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, we didn't envy you that day, especially no. seventeen in the wind. Friday's pin position. Oh, and then 18, I laid the sod over a seven iron. That was fun. Yeah. That, yeah, of course, of course, is definitely your classic TPC course, but. Sorry, my son just came in here just ripping putts like in the, in the, on the other side of the putter. So. Future golf kid's going to be in the 3M. Yeah. You wait yeah. for it. Yeah. here. Oh. This is the little man. This is the heir to the throne right here. What's going, buddy? Back at Fish, you say hi. Hey, how's it going, man? These guys are from Minnesota. They're talking Minnesota sports nonstop. Who's your favorite football team? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, who's your favorite baseball uh, basketball team? The Warriors. Oh, no! Yes! They're they're pretty good though. So yeah. that, you, pick, well, you picked a winning team. You're I'll trying to pick pick the Timberwolves. It's really tough. It's it's it's, uh, yeah. it's the best work I've done as a father for him to root for the Vikings and the Twins. You got most there of them go. right. So yeah. that I'd say Those it's a, it's a job well done. Yeah. Those are the best yeah. ones. But all right, well, thanks so much, Marty, for joining us. And uh, right, folks, boys. we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Gopher football fans! As the season has been underway and the Gophers have been kicking ass. So is 10,000 Takes. We're actually, we've added a new show into our Rolodex of content. We're doing the 10K tailgate at every Gopher home game. Find us at the Victory Lot. And if you don't know where that is, go to our website, 10ktakesmn.com. Go to the events tab, slash events. You can find a map of where we're at. We're in the RV section starting two hours before every kickoff. We're going to be doing a pregame show, which includes betting stuff. We're going to be doing beer chugging contests, trivia for prizes, just really involving the fans and having a good time before the tailgate. And listen, if you can't make it to the tailgate itself, just go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, any of our socials. We're going to be live streaming the entire thing so you can watch from home. Once again, the 10K tailgate happening every go for home game at the Victory Lot on the RV side, as well as streaming live on our platforms. So come join us. For some gopher football. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. Super glad we got to have Marty on, man. We've been waiting to talk to him for a while. I remember uh, he we followed each other on Twitter kind of back in January, and one of the dates I asked him to come on, I didn't realize it was Valentine's Day. He's like, sorry, man, I think my wife would divorce me if I come on that night. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably a fair point. But it's just crazy, the the, the people he knows, the stuff he's done. It's just, he's a fascinating individual. And he's from Edina, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Edina. I did not. Thank you. He is a cake eater, but obviously grew up down in Vero Beach. Very good friends with Jake Owen. That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of funny, too. Like, he, him and Jake Owen have a similar voice. I don't know if that's just kind of from, you know, just growing up in the same town, probably. Just kind yeah. of how a lot of people have, would think we all sound the same. But down in Florida, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a different world down there in Florida. But yeah, mm-hmm. dude, Marty's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get into the final segment. We just have uh, Wags' game 20 questions. I'll let 
you wags kind of describe the rules for those who haven't heard us play it because it's been a while and uh, take it away yeah no problem so we have three contestants so we're gonna do 15 questions uh five rounds you guys three you three playing and how it works is uh it's just like 20 questions except it's head to head like one tip is you don't want to ask a question that's too revealing or else the person right behind you will be able to answer it nice and easily um no jake you can't just fucking guess in the first round, okay? You have to actually ask a question the first round. Anything after that, though, you can take a shot at guessing. How we're going to do it is we're going to do five rounds. If no one has an answer, I'm just going to throw 60 seconds on the clock, and you guys can just guess or ask as many questions as you want at your own pace, and uh, hopefully someone can get a winner uh, in that time frame. Any questions? Well, I was saying uh, oh, maybe God. for future iterations, uh, maybe no. it has to go to the board of, of rules and stuff. You got a flag right but, here, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> no, that, that's, no, I'm talking about a rule change in the sense of, like, you have timeouts and challenges. You get one pass, two guests in the first round. Of oh, well, Jake, the, the rules committee is a governing body. I don't make the decisions for it, but it has declined your rule. But, and I also have heard that the 10K decision desk says no. Yeah, me so. too. No, the 10K decision desk <laughs> only talk. It only makes decisions for games. Oh, not, not recently, no. though. Sporting events. No, Here's it, the no. thing, JJ. It's expanded its services. And technically, this is a game, so you played yourself. Yep. You played no, yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, sporting events, football games, yeah, stuff. That's what the 10K decision well, yeah. JJ, it's if you think you know the answer, just fucking Get, say some sort of question that's going to throw everyone else off. Yeah, yeah. but I, I but I'm pretty sure like the the person after me guessed South Park, and regardless of what Jesus, I, you're, you're, you're holding you on. Remember? To this, yeah. Oh yeah, you're, you're actually triggered because Let's, it was in my head. I'm like, I want to say South Park right now, but I can't. Yeah, but that's like one in every hundred times you've guessed first. Right, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, five rounds. Uh, we'll start with you, Jay, because you're just um, just like Aaron Rodgers. You're being a baby back bitch. Aaron Rodgers. So uh, we'll start with you. Um, the topic is going to be Vikings versus Packers. Ooh, take your guess when you're ready, or take your Packers. questions when you're ready. Does it involve a player? It is a player. Oh, um, which team was this player on? The Green Bay Packers. Offense or defense? Offense. Offense, Christian Watson. Fuck, yes, that is right. Congratulations, wow, Jake. Congrats, Jake. The I, rules are so screwed. You got yeah, screwed no. so bad. No, no, <laughs> this, game, this game is so flawed. No, no, we should start not allowing guessing in the second round, I guess. Oh, it wasn't about it was you who won it. It yeah. was about you wasting everyone else's opportunities by just guessing, and then all of a sudden no one because, really was able to ask a question because you were just shoving out answers. I legitimately thought that was a good guess. You I thought guess. wrong. <laughs> well, it wasn't, so that's, Whatever. that's why the rules I'll exist. take it. I'll take it. Okay, now, oh, gosh, Jake. Oh. oh, okay. Uh, stupid names in sports history. Oh, man. I think it's a stupid name. Uh, Cam, you can start. We'll go Cam, Jack, Jake. Stupid names. Uh, fuck. Is it a football player? It's not a football player. Is it a hockey player? It's not a hockey player. Is this a team name? It's not a team name. Okay. Is it a baseball player? It is a baseball player. Is it Coco Crisp? It's not Coco Crisp. Oh. Great, great guess. <laughs> oh wow! I just, I just, I just had one in my head of another uh, player. Uh, does is he currently playing? No, he's not. Did he play in the AL or the NL? It's a good question. I know for sure. I see. I think he's played in teams in both leagues, oh, but like, yeah. I think the team he's most famous for is in the NL. Okay. Oh. Dang. I'm gonna have to ask a question to save the integrity of the group which team did he play for uh he's really famous for playing for the milwaukee brewers okay 
Is it Prince Fielder? It is Prince Fielder. I fucking hate the name Prince for a child. Congratulations, Jake. Yeah, man. Nah, this right game now, sucks. Man. Yeah, <laughs> rules are so stupid. I mean, I don't know. Like, you have to be pretty. And I understand. Hey, that dad I was, was upset because that was for the. I'm so upset that well, I'm upset Gosh. that you're up too. I never would have guessed Prince okay. Fielder. Well, I just like uh, it's. You got to be pretty cocky individual to name your son Prince. And I understand his dad mm, yeah, was also in the it. show, but like, it's just I would not want to <laughs> be named Prince personally. Prince Fielder, unless it was like a stage name, like the actual Prince. Yes, yeah. yes, but like it's that's different. like yeah. But this yeah. is his biological name, kind of like the West kids, Northwest, Northwest, True. Southwest. Well, congratulations, Jake! You got two points, but we have four more rounds oh, okay. here to go. We got birthdays on this day, the day the podcast comes out, September fourteenth. Cam, you can start again. Is it an athlete? It is an athlete. Athlete. It isn't. You said it is an athlete. Oh. Um, what sport did said athlete play play in? Um, basketball. <clears throat> basketball. Um. Uh, does this player currently play? He does currently play. Oh. Shoot, I'm trying to. Cam, make... I feel like you know athletes' birthdays. No, I don't. <laughs> I only know like the couple that have the same one as me. Um, oh fuck! Does he play in the Eastern or the Western Conference? Oh goodness, no one look. I'm searching. You what can Google it. This team yeah. is in. You know, I'm you, right. This, this is this is a basketball safe space. Jake, no quit leaning back, Jake. Oh. As soon as he said no, look, Jake just stretches no. back. He's already cheating. Oh, 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 flag oh, on the play. Oh, You've been suspended <laughs> from this I, round. You, Eastern I, I, Conference. Well, I'm, I'm challenging Eastern, I didn't look East, at the screen. Eastern Conference. Yes. Fuck. I don't want to guess. I don't want to. I don't want to ask another team name because I'm going to give Jake another point. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Eastern Conference. Is it Kevin Durant? It's not Kevin Durant. Hmm. Pass. Is it uh, Lamelo Ball? It's not Lamelo Ball. Is it Giannis? It's not Giannis. Mm. All right, is we're it, getting nowhere with this. <laughs> is it James Harden? It's not James Harden. I can already tell we're going to get to the rapid fire thing. We're all <laughs> yeah, yelling yeah, out names. It's going to be bad. Uh, was this player... Oh, shoot. Uh, is it... Uh, damn, I can't name a player on, on that team. Was this player in the NBA championship this past year? No. No. You could have just asked if he was on the Celtics, because that's the only yeah. team from the Easter Conference. Right. Uh, I'm just going to do it. Fuck. No, I'm not. I was going to ask what team, but that would give it away. Uh, That's the point of asking the question. What <laughs> is one of the colors of the team that he plays for? Uh, black. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, shit. Is it... Oh. oh, fuck. Is it Ben Simmons? It's not Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's got to be someone on the Nets, right? Uh, I don't think so. It's not. Is it Kyrie Irving? It's not Kyrie Ooh, Irving. Yes. Shit, Kyrie. There's probably so many more. I see. I'm not like the biggest basketball guy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of every team with the color black in their in somewhere in their logo. So is a, I can give a little hint here. We've gone through four rounds. There is a slight Minnesota connection. Okay. Okay. There's a slight Minnesota connection. This is like a. Subject. I, I, I like don't know because this is an opinionated opinionated question. Is he considered like a star or a superstar? I would say so. Yes. Okay. Oh fuck. I would say a star. I wouldn't say a superstar. Okay. Yeah. See, I keep thinking uh, of that was round five. By the way, I keep thinking so, that about, was yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so is this rapid fire? No, 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 no. You guys both have a question oh. or a guess, and I mean going to rapid fire. God, I'm such a basketball idiot. I should know this. He doesn't have a Minnesota connection, though. It's not Blake Griffin. It's not Blake. He doesn't have a, yeah. Tyus Jones. It's not Tyus Jones. So we, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock here, boys, on the timer. And uh, anyone can ask a question. Anyone can take a guess. They can do whatever. 
Uh, okay, three, two, one, go. Fuck. Uh, did he used to play for the Timberwolves? Yes, he used to play for the Timberwolves. Uh, what team does he play for? Miami Heat. Uh, it's Jimmy Butler. It's Jimmy Butler. Oh. No one else wants to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of questions, and you were yeah. just going too fast. I know. That's rapid fire. Yeah, I, I thought for sure that I, I like how you just took the shot. You're like, fuck it, I'm asking the team. <laughs> no. I didn't think of the Heat. I didn't either. I what? should have asked if they were in the playoffs. That would have helped. Yeah. Playoffs? Playoffs? They, they lost to the Celtics. I was going to say, it could have been the Orlando did. Magic. Then too. again, half the league makes the fucking playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. No. Well, that was fun. That was, uh, so we'll move on to the next one. If Cam gets another one here, he ties Jake. But Jack could still take the final three mm. rounds and come yes. away with the win. So you never True. know. The topic for this one is going to be UFC Fighter. Oh, fuck. Oh, nope. Who's first? Uh, Jake, you can go first. Can't wait till F1's a category. <laughs> Never will be. I don't know <laughs> shit, dude. Max Verstappen. The Google. Oh. You, you can use the Google. The Google. Uh, does he currently fight? Uh, yes, he does currently fight. Okay. Did he fight last weekend? He did fight last weekend. <laughs> don't know that card. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I guess which weight class is he? That's he's, not going to help anyone here. But I just... uh, He's fought in lightweight and welterweight. Perfect. I don't I know. I think I have a guess. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, is it Jake? Jake now? Yeah. Jake's up. I'm trying to think of it. I wouldn't make it too hard. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just you know. <laughs> oh yeah, there was one guy that is, is very popular, isn't he? Can't think of his name. Do though. we have a fucking time limit? Um, I guess did he fight in? Uh, I don't know, man. What color shorts does he usually wear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What How's to ask? that gonna help you at all, Nothing. though, dude? It's a question, though. It, it, it changes almost every fight, but yeah. I mean, normally black, I guess. I don't even remember what he was wearing his last. Uh... Is it Nate Diaz? It's Nate Diaz. Thank yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to make it hard. Jake and Cam are tied at two apiece here. Jack can still come Nate away with Diaz a tie with them. Right. We'll move on to the next round. We'll let uh, Cam. You can go first for this one. Um, we'll we will do beverage. Ooh. Is it alcoholic? It's not alcoholic. Is it a juice? It's not a juice. Is it a soda? It is a soda. Oh. I'm just going to take a wild guess. Is it Dr. Pepper? It's not Dr. Pepper. Oh, that would have been sick. Is it Mellow Yellow? It's not Mellow Yellow. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never, dude, he Mellow Yellow. wouldn't pick True. an obvious one, would he? Or it's, would he? Is it cream soda? It's not cream soda. Mm. I'm also going to ask you guys to be like... Slightly more specific, as there's also diet brands of items, and oh, there's non-diet we're getting, brands we're getting of like items. that. Oh, yeah. I have a really terrible guess. What color is it? Silver. Is it diet Pepsi? It is. Oh no, no, no! It's not. Wait. Oh. Is it okay. diet Coke? It's diet you Coke. Fuck? Yeah. See, I was thinking, what color is the actual drink? Oh, I was oh. thinking of the can. Silver. And you said silver. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Yeah. but a majority. Well, that would have narrowed it down a I, little bit. I guess. I thought but. you would have done diet Pepsi because I genuinely believe diet Pepsi is the most disgusting drink on planet Earth. True. So I thought you would have guessed that. Well, hey, we're uh, who? Uh, Jake has got that. Right? For, uh, yep. for being here. <laughs> what? You got no points. Thanks for coming. No, we yeah, still got one. We got one last got round. One round. Here. I could tie. Also, get so, your phone off the table. It's been going off nonstop. Stop. <laughs> just, just, How does just that not stop. stress you out? Oh, it does. You have eight hundred Twitter many, notifications. Yeah, How many you do. Do you, uh, do you like subscribe to notifications on Twitter? Maybe. It's a personal just, question. I'm sitting there, the table's just shaking the entire do you, time. Do you, <laughs> okay, this do one. Will, this one will be fun. I think. Do we get um, a tiebreaker if I get it? Yeah, we'll do okay. a tiebreaker. This one should be fun because, um, I mean, I think you guys should all have an equal chance of getting it. We're gonna do 10,000 takes member. We're gonna start off with uh, Jake, <laughs> well, Jake, Jack, Cam for our order. 10,000 takes members. Remember, Jake, you can't guess. You can't guess on the first. No, one. I know. I'm just thinking of a, a good question to kick this off. Is this person a blogger? Yes. Okay. 
do they happen to also be part of a podcast? Yes. Shit. Um. Fuck. See, I, I, I can't ask a question, but I don't want to ask a shit question because that's just a dirty way of playing the game, and I play the game in a fair way. <laughs> um, have they blogged in the last week? I believe. Yes, they have. They have. Jake? Is it Aaron Renz? It's not Aaron Renz. Is it A.J. Murphy? It's A.J. Murphy. Those two names in my head. I was going to uh, guess him, but I couldn't. Well, no. hey, we got we got a fucking tie here, boys. Damn it. Pam and JJ. But I could fuck them hey, over. You and, could, yeah. And if actually make it go longer, yeah. <laughs> I can I can basically choose who I want. If to so, win. yeah. If, if Jack oh, wins, well, he can choose can. the winner. Okay. Um. So we'll do that. If Jack gets his point, he can choose the winner. It can't be him though. Which, it has to be between the other two. Well, but. we know he's going to choose Cam. So by, <laughs> if Jack wins, it's you've Cam. already gotten two flags today. So of course yep. it's going to be Cam. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, so that second flag should have been a challenge flag. Actually, no. That was because I, I went back and I didn't, even, unnes- I didn't even look at the computer. It was a penalty. I was cheating. No, I just yeah. stretched. Tom Brady. Okay, boys, we Tom are Brady. going to do a topic. Oh gosh, that's going to favor Cameron though. It was going to be NBA. Should we do NBA, Jack, or no? You know what, Zane? We can do whatever your heart desires. Yep. Okay, we're doing NBA then. <laughs> I'm trying Naba. to become a bigger NBA fan this year, so you know what? I, I need this. Challenge this is myself. trial. This is trial by fire. We're gonna let uh, Jake go first because he just loves these rules so much. Okay. Um. Is it a piece of equipment? It's not a piece of equipment. Is it a player? It's a player. It's a player. Which conference is said player from? Gotcha. Actually, no, I, I wrote it down at Western Conference. Okay. I was going to ask an easier question. This one was written down. Did the prep work, actually. Western Conference. Okay. Was this team, was this player's team in the playoffs? Last year, yeah. Yep. Hopefully this, you, you can use Google, like we said before. What college did this player go to? Kentucky. Thank you. Oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, Kentucky. Fuck, dude. I'm also really bad at college basketball. Cam probably already knows the answer. Oh, is this Carl Anthony Towns? It's not Carl. Oh, that's who I was going to guess. I got it. I got it. Oh, 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 oh. He starts clapping. What's his fucking name, dude? Oh, his eyes got uh, wide. Time limit? Okay, yeah, we got 10 seconds. We got his fucking name. Five um, seconds. Good. Uh,. Three, oh, they weren't even in the playoffs. Two, um, one. What's the color of the team he was on? <laughs> it's, uh, gosh, it's kind of hard to describe their jerseys. There's orange in their jersey. Yeah, it's Devin Booker. It's yep. Devin Booker. Mm. Congratulations. <laughs> Cameron, who, uh, what a comeback. You got four of the last six, man. What a dub. I, I always forget he played at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't. Like uh, I actually knew that. I but I googled it during the playoffs, and I was like, "Who did I Google during the playoffs to see where they played?" And I'm like, "I remember who it is. It's probably that person because I remember it being yeah. Kentucky. It was Devin Booker. It was yep. just forgot. There's a lot more players that I know that went to Kentucky, but I know like it either would have been Cat or Booker. So when you said Cat, I was like, yeah. "All right, it's, it's pretty Booker. easy." I was thinking of, uh, but they didn't. They weren't even in the playoffs. He's on the Lakers. Pat, oh, Malik Monk. No, no, no. Well, he went to Kentucky. No, I thought I mean, Davis. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But AD, I think of that name. AD, dude. They showed a anyway. they showed a video of him on Twitter. They're like, "Isn't it insanely fast how AD can dribble?" I'm like, "Yeah, but he's good for like half the season. So yeah. who fucking cares." Yeah. Before he gets there, yeah. before, yeah. before he hurts his eyeball. Apparently, there was a, a TikTok or something or a video. Anthony Davis was playing uh, NBA 2K23 for the first time, and he got injured with himself. Dude, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Hey, they're making the game more realistic, yeah. man. Credit to Shout the out. credit to the technology. It's getting better. 
his, uh, so. his injury like uh, scale or whatever is like almost a hundred. Yeah, like, and durability. Chances, that durability. Would be, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. it's like zero. zero. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, I guess maybe the Timberwolves can win a championship in two K. We'll see. Yeah, I've done it once or twice. I always love. Okay. Uh, I always love when people tweet the photos of Kirk holding the Lombardi from Madden. Yeah. yeah, we won our Super Bowl. We beat the Packers. <laughs> in the clip this is better out. than the actual. Super I love Bowl. those pixels. Well, I'm glad we brought this game back. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's always time. a lot of fun. We'll it's my favorite. Bring bit. it back. But yeah, folks, that game. was another episode of It's a Bit presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Remember to go to our website, Ten K Takes MN You can read the blogs. Also check out the events like the Ten K Tailgate on there. And uh, we forgot to mention the Better Edge Watch Party. Oh, next, shit. That's fine. Next Monday, we're going to be hosting a watch party with Better Edge for the Minnesota Viking game, you know, on Monday night, Monday Night Football against the Eagles. So come check that out. There's a flyer on the events page as well as our pinned tweet. Um, so definitely join us there. Also, make sure to check us out. Vikings pregames on KFAN. We do do a little three- to five-minute bit every week, so make sure to listen to us on there. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, make sure to check out all of our other pods, follow us on socials, and just keep tagging along. So we want to thank you guys again for listening to another episode of It's a Bit. We'll see you next time.